this is the week of Friday, September 30th, and you are listening to the Comic Vine Podcast. I am Sarah. I'm here with the editor-in-chief of... Uh, I was going to say the editor-in-chief of Tony. That I am the editor-in-chief of Tony. The editor-in-chief of Comic Vine, Tony Guerrero, and me. Corey is back. What is up? Hi, Corey. Hey. We were going to have James Robinson on the podcast, but he has too many... Oi, I'm right over here, I am! <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, that was pretty loud. Not even close. But did thanks you for say trying. Oi, oi. Yeah, I did. Oi. Oh man. Is that Corey, like... What was that? I did. That's my assurance that James Robinson will now never return to the podcast. <laughs> and, and 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 you have no one but Corey to blame for that. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so um so there were a lot of comics that I didn't read. This week, yeah, this is a big old stack that yeah. I'm staring down. So uh, let's start off with Aquaman, which is at the top of the pile. Aquaman. So this is hilarious. Uh, when we spoke to Jeff Johns, he was like, no way, I'm going to make Aquaman cool. And then in my head, I remember thinking, yeah, 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 dude, whatever. But he's really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah. He's actually written like a cool guy. Yeah. And yeah. The, the, the guy that comes up and interviews him during lunch, mm-hmm. oh, man, that was great. And he just whips out the... The trident. I, I, like, I didn't. Uh... Don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the the nice. Well, I I think how it works. I mean, I I've always liked Aquaman, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, he's been kind of weird sometimes. A punchline. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing. But it, it's weird that Namor is supposed to be is cooler because he's more regal, I guess. But Aquaman. Maybe it's the orange and the green, or all the seahorses, and I would say it was the Super Friends. The Super Friends did for Aquaman what the Adam West Batman show did for Batman. But like but, it, but it, Batman, it turned him into a punchline. Batman, it, he maybe, bounced back yeah. eventually. Not, not anymore, but, but well, yeah, but yeah. he had like the Dark Knight Returns. He had all this stuff that made him cool again. What's Aquaman had? Zero things. He grew a beard and got a water hand. Well, he, you oh, know, and then a hook and, hand and, and then even a water a, hand. But a, a lot of people know from like Justice League, and, and from the very beginning, he was always you know he had the hook and he was he was angry and tough and and that's what a lot of people you know current you know younger readers they they know their history off off of the justice league cartoon but he's still perceived as, as kind of a joke but what what's nice here is those jokes are, are basically implied so it's 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 not like is it too meta like does it ever no, 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 no. <laughs> not really well like i remember the Bla- the black widow's whole spiel about superhero death like kind of yeah, that was bad the line <laughs> that, that was just really poorly written i think that that this is like you know he's being told you know he has no fans you know right. everybody's least favorite superhero <laughs> and i think that that like that's what, what's so endearing about it and then he sort of addresses those issues head on and then you see how cool, just based on on the reactions. Yeah. So so basically, has. Jeff Johns is not ignoring what people are thinking. Right. And like, why why the heck does DC give Aquaman his own series? This is why. Yeah. So there, it's it's not like Jeff Johns is gonna say, "Oh, I'm gonna make him cool, and every, you know, I'm gonna write him as cool, and everyone's gonna believe he's cool," because not everyone sees him that way. So it's like we're all gonna you know believe it by seeing what happens. So I thought it was a good introductory issue, mm-hmm. personally. Yep. Cool. What kind of a Band-Aid is that? Uh, <laughs> my Band-Aid? It's a uh, Littlest Pet Shop. That's cool. Yeah. I got, yeah, got a chunk of skin missing in my finger, so oh. I'm, I'm finally going to put a Band-Aid on it. And what happened? This is all we have. It's just I, dry skin, cut, and yeah. Yeah. So. 
anyway. this is riveting for an audio podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. Basically, I, I have, I have I mean, a, a I mean, Band-Aid with uh, a like little, little animated girl, rabbit, a <laughs> dog, and a penguin or something with big eyes. And yeah, yeah. The littlest pet shop. Little. I thought little it was. Uh, I thought it was. What's the those three little girls that are like they Powerpuff sort of have, girls. Yeah, power. I thought. Oh. I thought it was a Powerpuff Girl Band-Aid. Yeah, actually, I did too at first glance. Yeah. Yeah, these are the only band-aids we have in the house. Except for like big, like huge, massive ones that, that just that would be enormous eat. for yeah. your finger. Well, one time I, I when I, I cut myself um, cutting a lemon. Right. <laughs> stupidly. <Ouch>. And um <laughs> That's a double whammy. So I had like a it was a pink band aid, pinkish. Oh. Whatever. It's like whatever. No, it's fine. Real men wear pink. Actually, I actually really enough. like I really like uh, band aids that have cute things on them. Yeah. Real men wear pink and drink apple teenies. True. <laughs> and cosmos. Superman number one, which we'll talk more about this later. But uh, first issue, so George Perez is writing. I, I'm a fan of George Perez. Mm-hmm. It seems like some people are, are and some people aren't. Um, he does the breakdowns here, and then Jesus Marino does the interiors. So this is current Superman. Action Comics is earlier Superman. There's some changes going on here. No, definitely a, a lot of changes with the characters. <laughs> Morgan Edge has changed race. Yeah. Um, Daily Planet's changing. Daily, Daily Planet is changing, but I, I think it was really cool the way that they did that first page. The whole first page is just like this continuous shot, like like where you are, like you get a close-up shot of the Daily Planet, the globe, and then you slowly move away from it. But, you know, the globe is always in the the line of vision. And I think that it's, it's a really, really beautifully done. And um, then you get the new Daily Planet. You know, here's the old Daily Planet, and now we've got the new building, you know, for a new era. And, and it's, it's interesting, you know, and I, I feel like it coincides with, you know, the end, the end of Superman's era and the beginning of this new Superman. So that's how I read it. I'm probably reading too much into it, but I <laughs> thought that was cool. No, it's, it's I mean, there, there's definitely symbolism there and all that. And it's comic books. There's very rarely... Like something like that done accidentally. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> and Superman's not too happy. No, he is very mad. He misses his red then, man panties. Oh man, I feel so bad for him at the end. Yeah, um, I I wasn't a fan of this issue. Okay. Okay. I I I, I like I said I, I'm a big George Perez fan. I, sadly to say, I did not like this. So I I know that you really liked action. Didn't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. I gave that a five. I gave this a three. And then you Ooh. did an article this week comparing the two, mm-hmm. which if you guys go on Comic Line, you can read for yourselves. Um, so so you think that this story is not necessarily essential to... So, so that, that's the big thing. I mean, what, if, if, you have to, if you unfortunately have to choose between one of the Superman comics, I mean, th- we have basically two different flavors. This Superman seems very distant, very kind of boring. I mean, like, in the beginning, he's just, like, kind of standing out there. There's mention that he was gone from Metropolis for a while, so we don't know the story. We don't know what's going on. You know, there's changes at the Daily Planet, and people, if they've seen the preview over the, you know, summer, there's changes with Lois Lane and her, her dating um, status. So, you know, he, he's, he's bummed about all this stuff going on, and it, it just, he feels very distant, but part of Superman and Clark Kent is, is how human that they were, you know, because mm-hmm. he, he was always portrayed as more human than the regular humans. But here, he's just like, just out there. And it's, it's almost like, I don't care about this Superman. With action comics, because he's younger and he's depowered, it's, it's almost, you know, he's got a little more like a chip on his shoulder, you know, a little more of an attitude, almost like Superboy was when he first started, but not quite. And, you know, with that Superman, 
you see him willing to do more, and you know he has he has to work more to to do it. Here, he's more powerful, and and it's just like he doesn't care about it. You know, he's he's watching over the city. He seemed like more of a, a hero of the people in action comics, is what you're saying? Because that mm-hmm. certainly seems to be what Grant Morrison is doing, like yeah. having him bust up this white-collar criminal and just dangle him over a ledge. And, and here he's like, he's, let's confess, come on. Yeah, so basically, like, <laughs> like there, I got the impression he, he's seeking out, you know, that, that guy, he, he went to his, his penthouse or whatever, looked for him. Here, he's just kind of hanging out, waiting for something to happen. So, but again, it, it's not really fair to judge because it's just the first issue of both of them. But so far at this one, I I, I kind of don't care about him. I mean, I, but you'll read. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to read him. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I'll still, I still I like Superman. You know, I know people are, have always kind of thought he was boring. You know, sometimes, <laughs> and and you yeah. know, really more the fault of a writer than the character. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of it <laughs> like is is when he was so, you know, he's so powerful. So in order to make an interesting story, you know, you need to come up with some sort of threat or villain that's going to keep him on, on his toes. And, you know, you can only have so many doomsday-type, you know, level characters. I always thought Jeff Loeb did a really great job portraying Superman. Yeah. I always thought he was able to really get to the humility that Superman had, especially in a book like Superman for All Seasons. Mark or, Wade. Or, and, you know, even the, the recent Wade, Jeff yeah. Johns, when he was doing action comics, mm-hmm. and, you know, bringing a Legion and making me care about the Legion and, you know, yeah. killing off Jonathan Kent and, you know. Yeah. Bizarro World, you know, all, all that, that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I loved Bizarro World. Uh, so, uh, me and Batzaro, world's worst detective. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, um, that wasn't Jeff Johns. But. I, 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 I don't know about this. I mean, the difference is this Superman, you're going to have the bigger villains. You're going to have more powerful villains. You're going to have guest stars. You're going to have other heroes that can come in here. Action Comics, you can't have Batman or Green Lantern show up because they meet for the first time in Justice League. Mm-hmm. You can't have these big, super powerful villains unless it's going to be portrayed that you know he's going to be fighting harder. I think that that's something that is the same in this issue um, that, that we also saw in the first issue of Justice League is the tone of mm-hmm. the character. He's very... He seems cold, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Like he's very... Like, like so you said, like, distant. He seems very cold and sort of, I, I don't know, stoic. And I, I got that impression in, in uh, the first issue of Justice League too, that he's not... He's not a big softy yeah. until the end yeah, of uh, <laughs> Superman number one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like I said, there's obviously something going on, and you know things are going to change. And the other question is, is how long will action comics take place in the past? I would not mind at all if, if Grant Morrison you know, fills in the gap, tells these early day stories, but uh, I think Grant Jeff... Grant Morrison's Smallville. Now yeah. there's a show I'd watch. <laughs> Jeff Johns, I think he said it, it was issue five, five or six. Justice League was going to be five years ago, and it was going to catch yeah. up to the, to the present. Mm-hmm. Maybe Action's going to do that also, or maybe it's just going to... I mean, I would have no problem with... you know. They probably won't date it, just because then you know they never like to ha- explicitly point out the ages of their characters. Mm-hmm. So I, I would actually be surprised if we ever got like a concrete, how many years ago was this for Grant Morrison's? Yeah. Well, we, we know it's more than five years ago. Right. Because Justice League was this explicit five right, years ago. but we don't know how much more. It yeah. could be two years, it could be three, it could yeah. be another five. Well, I mean, you can kind of tell with the look, because, I mean, you know, he, this Superman in here, he, he still looks younger than the Superman we know, but in action, obviously, he looks younger right. than this. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I was disappointed with this. Um, I'm, I'm hoping issue two gets better. I do like Lois Lane in this issue, though. I think that she's she's portrayed as, as pretty pretty confident and uh strong i think it's a better interpretation than i've seen in in a in a long time yeah. of, of lois lane you know she's 
She's actually she doing something. Yeah, I mean, she, but she's actually doing something here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People commented Jimmy Olsen's Justin Bieber. <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even. Oh yeah! Wow. Oh, it totally is. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> what what um what fills me with with a oh the other thing I didn't I didn't like um so there, there's this this threat here and then it says for more on this mystery see Stormwatch number one which I still have not read Stormwatch number one because it did not we our story didn't get it the week it came out they're right. under sh- and then I just I haven't gotten around to reading it so I there's this page here I I have no idea what's going on here and the look of the thing on the page it's like I don't care so that kind of bothered me mm-hmm. but what I did like is is um. At the on the last page when it did you both of you guys read this? Actually, okay. I haven't read it. Well, at at the very I won't say what it is. It's like next, kind of like the the title of the next issue or something like that. That um kind of made me feel a little bit like a silver age threat. It's like something kind of could be like a fun. Yeah. And that, that was the other thing. The 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 villain, the the threat here. It's like really. <laughs> heck, I don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted more from that. So. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little, little no, no. harder than you, you know what you you know what you like. Yeah. So, but I have have hopes for that, and we'll talk in the news. We'll talk about that. Just, um, Green Lanterns, New Guardians. Um, I don't know how I felt about this either. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I a huge Kyle Rayner fan. Oh yeah, me too. Um, yeah, idea. I mean, there, there's some interesting things, but it starts off. We don't have that time period because again, they, <laughs> they don't want to go into specifics, but. Um, Spoiler or not, basically it's it's the origin of of Kyle as Green Lantern. So if this is taking place now, then again <laughs> yeah, that that huge this jump. Is, this is like like Supergirl. If Supergirl is taking place now, right. that's erasing everything that has happened recently. And if if Kyle is just becoming Green Lantern now, that doesn't make sense with Sinestro being Green Lantern in the War of Light. I mean, is this saying Kyle there, was there not involved the with the war? Cores. Yeah, so. <laughs> I would much rather that this is like a slight... Even though they said they weren't going to do origin stories, I would rather that this takes place... But then how could it? Like it, it that it, first it, page. It has to, yeah. It has to, because it, it's basically <laughs> telling Kyle's story. The other thing I don't like, because I, I thought originally Kyle was, was at a like a, a show, like a sing a band or something like that, when he goes out in an alley. Here, right. he's he's at a restaurant. He also like goes outside to the alley for like the worst possible reason. Which is that there's a line to the men's room? Like, I get that... I think he's in a bar, but I've, I've been to my fair share of bars. That is almost never the case. Unless it's, like, St. Patrick's Day Oh, that Day is a something. really long line to the men's room. <laughs> right? <laughs> I've never seen that before, either. Not even at, like, baseball games. Yeah, like, unless this is St. Patrick's Day and that is an Irish pub, then that w- would not be the case. <laughs> I was going to say something. <laughs> what? 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 I mean, right, bathrooms are uh, they're nasty. Yeah, they are. What? I mean, no, I'm with, no in, in, in like bars and. Oh. and no, I'm with like, Kyle Rayner. I would actually avoid going to a bar bathroom at all costs too. But what, it just seems a little forced. What what, what fe- feels weird is the the bathrooms that have like the big troughs. Yeah, like like troughs a, like, full of ice. like like a big giant bathtub. Yeah, you, you just yeah. line up line up next to some other dude yeah, exactly. and just just pee in the giant Stare bathtub straight ahead. Yeah, so it's. That's, yeah. uh, there was actually one specific line in this kind of rocked me out of it because I was intrigued to see what was happening at the beginning with all the stuff that's happening. But we see a oh, okay. There's this part with the uh, Sinestro Corps guy who's basically you know killing these people because that's what they do, and he tells them to scream like girls. And I'm like, he's a this bizarre alien thing that doesn't sound like a, the kind of thing an alien would say. I don't know why it just really stuck out as like it sounded amateurish. <laughs> Did you like that page there? You're pointing at the yeah. indigo dude. 
he looks fellow. really weird. <laughs> the perspective many, on him is a little odd. Yeah, got a lot of a lot of definition there. <laughs> He's a blood bank's uh, <laughs> best dream. Um, the opposite of worst nightmare. <laughs> it's nice Sarah's gonna have visions of this dude. Oh. <laughs> My fantasies. Ooh, uh, but with the <laughs> indigo. <laughs> What's interesting <laughs> is uh, is what happens with all the different core and the the tie to Kyle and I'm intrigued to see where that's going. Yeah, that's going to that's it's going to be make things interesting. I just oh, I don't want them erasing all of Kyle's history. It might be because they uh tried to make him look so intense but he's still wearing purple. Right. It's not it's not an intense So color. I'm hey, just not Justin convinced. Bieber wears purple. And yeah. Everyone takes his intensity and the, the very seriously. He's like him. so intense, Tony. There's this, he's got hair I, over one I don't eye. Know. That's pretty intense. He is. I don't, I don't know much. I, I, I know he like nothing. He has a commanding presence. I don't know if you remembered when Spider-Man became evil in Spider-Man 3. That was the look he did. Very the eyeliner intense. and yeah. the intensity. I believe it's called guyliner. Guyliner, yeah. All right, so no, I don't, I don't know anything about Justin Bieber. Um, luckily, my daughter does not like Justin Bieber. That's Cause, good. Because one of her classmates yeah. does, and she's like, oh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> oh, and I, so I always joke when we're at Toy Story, I was like, oh, look, Justin Bieber doll. She's like, oh, I don't like he him. He has and dolls? They like Barbie buyers. Yeah. They get, anyways. So. Uh, <laughs> the, I, so you're raising weird. that kid right, Tony. That's all I'm going to no, say. No, luckily, it was, yeah, <laughs> you're she, raising her right. I'm glad she, she got this on, on her. She's like, I don't understand why her friend, I won't mention a name in case her friend's listening. She's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she likes Justin Bieber, and he's. Looks but like that, a girl. I mean, that's she's, good. She says he looks like a girl. Yeah, no, that's great because he so, does. <laughs> but the point is, uh, are you guys familiar with Slipknot? Yeah, the band. Yeah, <laughs> there's this, there's this like a mashup. Uh, you know, <laughs> pe- pe- people don't do mashups anymore so much. But it, I, I saw this YouTube video mashup. So oh, look up Lord. Justin Bieber and Slipknot, and it's like this song where it's like him go, oh, you know, and then mm-hmm. and then you got the slip. <laughs> and it it actually it doesn't sound too bad. I mean it, it, it's 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 hilarious and and there's like just vile Slipknot images like some dead animal on a road and the guys in a mask and just fire and and then Justin Bieber with some kids in a club or hanging somewhere. Oh my goodness! Just look Justin Bieber Slipknot. I'm actually, it's, making a note to look this uh, up. Yeah, and I'll have to check it out after this I, podcast. I'm, I'm almost tempted to, to try to get a, a mp3 version of that song but i would never listen to it it's just it's just it's just for the principle it's it's a it's a novelty it's so funny. you want to listen to it yeah. someone um I, I don't take credit for finding this uh someone comic related tweeted it one time and i saw it and i was like whoa yeah this is this is awesome <laughs> it's it funny so back to yeah, our regularly funny. scheduled podcast yeah we have the flash number one um francis manipole brian Bucciolato. brian Bucciolato, um which i don't know if you guys noticed he did the colors also in Superman, and they're they're, they're different. There's a different style, which yeah. I think is I'm I'm always fascinated with with colors. As you know, I, I'm always talking about Betty Brightweiser, and you know, I love Laura Allred. I mean, there's some colors that really stand out that I really notice, mm-hmm. and I, I I just think it's weird. So I mean, if if you compare the, the colors between these two issues, I mean, they look different, mm-hmm. even though he's using the same colors it's not yeah like he's inventing well, colors this, this feels like watercolor yeah and there's also because uh when when brian he colored the flashpoint reverse flash one shot that was done by joel gomez and that made it feel more like francis manipole because brian was using his his style here and mm-hmm. so this is really cool surprisingly so i really like this issue i'm i'm not i i feel like i'm i'm can't imagine I'm, why. I'm, I'm, ma- I'm, ma- I'm maturing <laughs> in my, my old comic reading age mm-hmm. where 
this is going back. We're, we're starting with an earlier, or Barry Allen, I almost said Wally West. He's oh, not nowhere around. Sorry, even. sorry. Oh. But now, now people are going to be like, what happened to Wally? Blah, blah, blah. Wally's not gonna, that that's bad. Okay, not that no, that that's bad. Yeah, but the thing is. Because I miss Wally too. The thing is, yeah. Wally's going to be back. Yeah, no, I. The, the yeah. idea is. They want to focus on the main character. They want to focus on Barry Allen, and then we'll—I'm sure—they're—they're—it's he's a popular character. It's not like they're just going to throw him out. I mean, same thing with like Power Girl. We have Karen Starr. I don't know if that you know, Cassandra Kane. All these characters, Stephanie Brown. We know you know some of these. There's there's rumblings that they're going to come back. It's not like DC's just to say, oh, let's just throw these characters away. No. Who cares? They're just focusing on the main characters, and then we'll see them at some point. Well, um, when did Barry die? Uh, 85, 84? So, for like the last... years ago? Well, the last 25 years, we've seen Wally West as the Flash, so... Yeah, a lot of people grew up with him. Yeah, no, I grew up with Wally. Me too, because right when I started reading was when Infinite Crisis on Infinite Earth, so I I mainly knew Wally West. I read some of the older issues, and and I guess you could say it was Barry Allen and and Super Friends and all that. So I, I... understood that he was like this great hero and because that that's what a lot of of wally west's early days was where he's trying to live up to barry, barry allen and and he couldn't do things like he couldn't vibrate through walls he, you know he couldn't he wasn't as fast and it turned out it was more like a psychological thing is where he didn't want to become better than barry so he was basically holding himself back mm-hmm. so you had all that throughout wally west run run ho, ho. I didn't, I didn't oh, I, didn't oh I get it i didn't that's oh. why I, I was like no nah, i don't want to say that but anyways so you, you you got to see that Wally or that Barry was this great hero. Now you know we we have Barry and Iris are no longer together. You know some stuff's erased and all that. But I really enjoyed this. I mean, it's just besides the art and the colors, which which are amazing. Just there's this feeling. It's 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 very fun. You know, it, it's new reader friendly. You can just jump right in. And there's just like this level of excitement that that I really liked, even though it's getting rid of all that stuff. So it's like I'm okay. That, that we're going to be losing story. some stuff. We're telling stories over again. But with like Kyle Rayner starting over and erasing some stuff, that bothers me in a different way. Maybe, and the story here was was interesting, but it didn't quite win me over as a story in The Flash. Do you think that that's because um, you grew up with Kyle? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, because I always, I, I mean, Hal, Hal Jordan's my favorite. Green Lantern, right? And you know, I, I, I it was Emerald Dawn or Emerald Dawn Two when I first started reading, and I, you know, it was basically the Flash and 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 Hal Jordan and Super Friends. I thought those characters were cool because you know we all knew Batman and Superman, you know all that. Yeah. But then the the, the one um, season or two to Super Friends that didn't have Marv and Wendy or the Wonder Twins, you know, they they had one. <laughs> they, but there 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 was a, a series of Super Friends where it had had Hal Jordan, had Barry Allen, had Hawkman, had. You know, there's a, a lot of the, the the cool characters that you didn't really know about. So I really gravitated towards the Flash and Green Lantern because sure. they were different. Yeah. And Kyle, you know, I, so I was there when he first came on board and everything. And you know, I really liked him. And you know, I didn't like that Hal Jordan went crazy and killed everyone. But you know, he came back and all that. You know, it happens. Well, people were really willing to look the other way on that, weren't they? <laughs> like yeah. with a rebirth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, you killed billions of people, but welcome so, back. So, um, <laughs> hey, dude, what, what's going on? Why are you on? so suspicious of him, Batman? You're such a dark, dismal character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so we're, we're seeing this Flash. He, so he seems younger. <laughs> like, when he's he's chasing a bad guy, he kind of messes up a little bit. You know, he causes some damage. And, you know, he even says, you know, note to self, don't vibrate using that frequency. So it's like he's he's new with his power. So it's it's kind of interesting. 
Iris uh, is in the picture. They know each other. However, so we don't know if if they dated before. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know that he's um, Flash. the Flash. Because I mean that that's how when the Flash started. I think it was showcase number five or whatever it was. Uh, Barry basically was already like smitten with with Iris and all that. But here they know each other, but they're not together. He's with his friend Patty, who existed before the, the last run. There's always, and I understand there's suspension of disbelief, obviously, with any kind of comic book that you're going to find, but the fact that they are going back to the trope of him suddenly leaving and then coming back at the end of the action is a little bit disconcerting to me, just because it's like... Yeah, but he can do it. He, he can... I understand that, like, this. he can literally vanish before your eyes, but it's like, it is going to eventually be the whole, like, how come every time the Flash shows up, you vanish? Well, it's the same thing as in <laughs> Superman. You know... Yeah. <laughs> All the stuff's going, where's Clark? Uh, and, you know, he gets the scoop. And they at least even he's address like a reporter. It in this issue of Superman. Yeah. Like, so he has a reason to be somewhere else. Like, well, he's, he's a reporter. Barry, Barry's a, a police a crime, crime scene investigator. He's, he's, he's investigating be... the, the dirt on the other side yeah. of town. <laughs> yeah. Very suddenly. Yeah, Corey. <laughs> and then, okay. then there's that one page <laughs> in the flash. Yeah. So th- that's a cool page. Yeah. Page 13, if you count the ads. At the mm. bottom. Yeah, and um, one person commented like, "Oh, that's not you. You guys just want to think it's you." Oh yeah, so yeah, so this is cool. So uh, the, the, I mean, the, the story is is Francis and Brian. They they put their friends and families in in, in books time yeah. to time. They're like in the background, like you a lot really of artists. Know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's something that happened. And uh, basically, the story is I I joked with Francis before about, about putting me in a comic and everything, and and then I. Even said, I'll buy extra copies. And he's like, okay, I'll put you in. And you were literally kidding. Yeah, I was, I was joking. And, <laughs> and then and he was like, okay. Yeah, because, you know, we, we, we've... we've um, you were like, really? <laughs> Oops. Guess we need to buy See, the extra comics. <laughs> that's kind of cool. The, the basis of, of my, my whatever friendship with, with Francis, <laughs> we, it, it started kind of a little, little awkwardly. <laughs> where, uh, I, I replied to him. Confessing and your love to him. <laughs> I, 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 Basically I, I sent him. No, I, I, I love you. I sent him a YouTube link to um, Berlin's "Take My Breath Away" from Top Gun or Top Gear. Top Gun. Top Gun. Top Gun. I had it right yeah. the first time, and I said, "You know, this is what I think about with your art. You know, it takes my breath away." And he's like, he was, he was, Dude, like, he was right? a little, it was a little awkward. He was a little. He's like, I don't know how to take that. So you know, and we, and we we've talked a lot. He came and visited us. Um, it was at WonderCon. Yeah, he came, stopped yeah. by our office. And we he, hung out and yeah, and we had and a party. We, we he was moderated a guest of honor. His, his panel. Yep. And so, so basically, yes, it, it is us. And and th- this, he sent me like an early sketch, like way early summer. I and, remember that. I was and, into that. <laughs> and that's why I don't have the beard because it was a long time ago. So, <laughs> so yeah. These books get drawn way in advance. But also, the other thing I like, and I, I didn't mention this in the review, I like the flashback scene that it, you know, it has a, a different color, hue, tone. I'm losing my art terms here, whatever. <laughs> hue or You're something like that. losing words yeah. I, I don't know. So I, I like that, that you, know, you can tell right away this is a flashback. There was another book, I think it was this week, there was something where there was, there was a flashback part but you couldn't really tell if it was a flashback or not because it, everything was it was like the same. So you're like, wait a minute, and then you know after you got the next page and you realize that that was a flashback scene. So I like that that you had that and and then there's a twist and so it was, it was what a, a twist. It was, I like that. It was, yeah, it was, it was a good book. It was a good issue. I think uh, just to go back to your other point real quick as to why the Kyle Rayner issue didn't work as well as the Flash one did. Um, 
Another thing is that we've already got an established Green Lantern book, and for the Kyle Rayner book to make any kind of sense, a lot is going to have to change in between where those two books take place. There's also um, Green Lantern Corps last week. Right. And I'm because tr- it's basically Guy and, and John were in there. A lot of very and important characters appear to be dead very early I'm, in, I'm, the Green Lan- in this new Green Lantern book. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if, if Guy or John mentioned Kyle. I don't and, think so. Because I thought they said, like, where's Kyle or what's he doing or... Maybe. So I don't know. I kind of glanced through that book, so I wouldn't remember. Because the Green Lantern books, especially Green Lantern, I mean, it's literally picking up where Green or War to Green Lantern's aftermath left off, which is very different from most of the books that have been part of the relaunch. Yeah, this is the only time I've actually been confused as to where a book takes place. Yeah, and (laughs) I I forget someone like asked me on Twitter or like, "What's the timeline on this?" And (laughs) nobody knows. We wish we knew. It it has to be. It has to take place in the. And again, you know, we shouldn't focus on this so much but it's like what the heck's going on you know and i'm totally fine if it's a flashback just you know let us know and that's the same thing with supergirl like someone brought up i don't know who it was where so superman does make an appearance in there and he's in his new kryptonian armor suit but we still don't necessarily know if that is today current or if it was six months ago a year ago you know we don't know how long he's had that costume and but for that one, it matters less. Like, all we know is that that takes place after Action Comics. Yeah. And that's really but, all I we mean, need to know. But this thing with Supergirl, because, again, if that's happening right now, none of the stories with her took place. If this that happened six months ago, a year ago, some of them could yeah. have still happened. And, you know, again, people are saying you shouldn't worry about that. But I would like to know that, or, or at least have the, the notion that, some of the past stories maybe still happened, you know, in the New 52. Well, we know some of them did because we know that Dick Grayson was Batman for a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they've said everything, pretty much everything in the we Batman know that universe. apparently Sinestro was a Green Lantern again. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Um, speaking of Batman related, so we have Teen Titans number one. Yes, we do. It's, it starts off with Kid Flash. Thing is, we don't know. I didn't want to get into this when I reviewed this. We don't know who this is. I mean, I, I think Scott has mentioned that it was Bart. Um, but I thought. Bart died in Flashpoint, but I guess Flashpoint so was yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. So. so and things went back. You know, Barry went back in time to kind of change things, so and confused. so we don't really know. His hair seems, <coughs> excuse me, seems redder than than Bart. Looks like young Akuma from Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very very spiky. <laughs> really? Actually, I don't know. That's what the hair reminds me of. Oh yeah, because it's like except it's smaller. It's like spiky and red. Yeah. Yeah. So this could be if, if this is Bart, which I, I think we're supposed to assume it's Bart. You yeah. Know, his his I think hair so looks too. looks redder. He's got more of that attitude that or whatever that that Bart had when he, he first came out. The thing is the way he's dressed. This is like a, a homemade costume. I take it, you know. It's, so it's yeah, not it's, it's not ill fitting. <laughs> it's not a futuristic costume. We so we don't know what connection. And you know, there there's mention on a news report about you know whether you know he's sanctioned with you know Barry Allen Flash or not. And so um, what one someone noted is this takes place in Westchester, uh, Connecticut, uh, New York. It's, I'm assuming it's near, oh yeah, where, it's where, where, where yeah. The, and and there's this like this mansion that blows up, and Scott Lobdell used to write X Men, so p- some <laughs> people are trying to oh he's making a statement there, which oh, maybe geez. maybe not whatever. No, the, the, dudes, there are just a lot of mansions in Westchester, yeah, county. <laughs> and then we have Tim Drake. Um, the interesting thing about Tim Drake is. He's in a penthouse at Lex Towers. Yeah, th- I noticed that too. What the which you F? know, Lex Lex owns a lot of property. <laughs> Fine, um, and he's in New York City, which okay, 
you know, he's, he's, he's red as red Robin. He's out on his own a little bit. So, you know, he doesn't have to be in Gotham. That's, that's kind of weird. Um, but what happened, well, actually, so he's got this basic room set up surveillance room. He's you know, doing all this stuff. And I like that, you know, we see some other characters <clears throat> like this one here. I won't mention whose name. So potentially, <laughs> oh, wow. potentially maybe, you know, we'll, we'll see some other characters. That, yes, you know, I hope so. Through. What I don't like, is one thing he has a picture <laughs> of him and Batman in costume in a frame on his dresser. I am Tim Drake. I don't think would would leave something like that sitting out. First, I don't. I, who took that picture? For one thing, That's a question. Which, it could be a surveillance picture. You know, maybe Superman was flying around with the camera. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to take the surveillance picture and frame it. No, Peter Parker took it and he sold it to J. Jonah Jameson. But he's actually Robin. Oh, so speak, he's speaking of Peter Parker, I, I, I forgot to ask them. On the first page of the Flash, that almost oh, looks yeah. like, like Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, that totally little, does. Scruffy Peter Parker. So I got to ask <laughs> Francis O'Brien if, if that was a Joker. Maybe it's someone else. This is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. this is also actually the comic I was talking about that kind of had the weird panel control because he at one point throws that picture and he clearly throws it in a downward angle, but it hits someone going up. Maybe it bounced off something. So it really confused. It, it was confusing because I didn't know at first that he'd thrown the picture because there's also this spark. Over here, that kind yeah, of see, indicates it, that it, it struck it, something. It bounced off of something. Oh, it's it's <laughs> special. Made a special battering alloy. It's a of weapon be- because he's always prepared. So I might be. I might need to use a picture frame. As I a might weapon. need to throw this picture of me and Batman at some criminals. So it's, so that's the thing. It's like you know, yeah, he's got an attachment to Bruce. Great, you know, the father son relationship. You think it would be a picture of him as Tim and Bruce, not Robin and Batman. Minor thing, I don't know, and, yeah, no, and but just it's, it's, it's there. You know, no, it's, it's definitely spoiler. <laughs> that, you know, this place gets gets uncovered by by someone. I don't think so that crying woman looks like she's laughing. I don't think Tim's <laughs> Tim's secret hideaway would be. I don't think he would allow himself to be discovered so so easily. Even if this the person that finds him has great resources, it just it seemed a bit much. And yeah, then, and mean, then but the w- it kind of has to be for this for the plot to move forward. Yeah, they kind of have but to have discovered the, the, the way he makes his escape. Yeah, the, blows up a high rise. The, Batman would not approve of that. No, and, and so, unless like somehow all like the floors above and below him are completely empty, empty, and then also it's a controlled blast, so it's not going to bring the whole place down. And um, Brett Booth's art. <laughs> I, I, I kind I like I think ninety percent of the time I like it. I know yeah. I, I saw some people said they don't like, it, but I, I, I like me of it. Ed Benz, <laughs> but he always draws these these sad faces, like <laughs> you know. And, and Cassie, you know, Wonder Girl, she's like very very sad. very sad a couple points, and so it's it's an interesting twist. Um, there's another sad face. <laughs> um, yeah, they're taking the Teen Titans in a different direction. We have this character who was in Superboy number one. So there's clear connections ties to superboy which is makes sense because they're both written by scott right so it also um, does I, th- I think i finally understand what the tattoo is all about and it seems fine yeah. so <laughs> the new superboy direction tattoo, I, mean, I mean and basically the the metahuman youth are being hunted right it's an interesting story it's a cool way to for them to form the team um yeah i, th- I think it was a good solid first issue Brilliant. I didn't like this. Number one. I really liked it. Did you really? I did. Cool. Yeah. I well, I really like Bendis and Bagley. Yeah. So, and this is completely different from Ultimate Spider-Man. I mean, it's right. it's, it's uh, an icon book for one. Yeah. So, so it's it's, <laughs> for it's one, all it's ages. Not Spider-Man. Yeah. 
<laughs> there is no Peter Parker. It's arachnidude. And <laughs> the, the basic story is, you know, this takes place in like a real world setting. There's no superheroes. You got this group of college kids who are, you know, some of them are, I guess, kind of smart. And they're trying to figure out how to make, replicate, create superpowers. superpowers. And so, so we're having it. And then so you think about it. And, and you know, we've, we've kind of seen this idea before. And you know, I was quick to point out this is not going to be like Heroes. You know, this is obviously going to have a better execution here. <laughs> I was going to say, so it's going to be good beyond its first season? Great. So, I mean, but the idea is if superpowers, if someone suddenly be, got superpowers, especially if they're young, what would they do with them? You know, would they be noble with, with their, you know? Or, Isn't that kind of the hook of the hood? The original hood that was under the Max imprint? I don't know. Parker Robinson? Maybe. I mean, so we, we, we kind of have, so we're going to see where this goes. I don't feel I, it really needs a mature rating. I mean, there's language in here. There's college kids, there's drinking, yeah, beer bottles and stuff like that. You never know. Next <laughs> issue might have people doing really doing bad things. things. And, and there might be <laughs> Based on some issues head, of powers, I would not off. put it beyond Bendis to have people yeah. doing terrible things to each other. So I, I like that this is something new. You know, so you can just jump in here. You don't have to know anything. You know, It's completely brand new world, series, characters. And it's, it's just going to be interesting to see where it goes. What I like is... Mark Bagley, you know, he he does. There's a lot of talking here, you know, which is what what, what Bagley does. <laughs> in a and, book, and there's there's no real like superhero action, you know. There's there's a couple kind of scenes, but he he does thing where you know he's you have to draw people talking and make it you know, without just using the same image over and over again. So just like their expressions, like in the eyes, and you know, he Bagley does these little subtle you know changes that that give you the impression that, yeah, they're, he's, they're, they're he's such a good artist when he's trying. Yeah. Right. I, I, I think so. Yeah. I, and I, I've said it on, on a podcast and, and justice league towards the end, it, wasn't it felt, felt like was he was horrible. just kind of like, eh. I mean, there's one, that one picture of Supergirl, one panel where her head was like oversized or something like that. <laughs> yeah. There's no question about, about it. He may have just gotten in over his head with that book, which is, I think what Frank Cho said of Mighty uh, Avengers. Where you, he was you, like, you, I think he was just lazy. Either because that or he, he was at the end. He's just like, like because then he signed on to Marvel, right? And he started. Didn't he start doing a, a team book? Like well, he, right he, off the he, bat, he he's, he jumped into. He did some Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah. uh, like Death of Spider-Man stories. But he, I mean, he was exclusive with DC, so it's like when that was done, then yeah, he signed to Marvel right away. So <laughs> he, you could you you could tell that he wasn't he didn't care about the quality right very much. The only thing is, you know, some people point out is is sometimes the backgrounds. Are blank. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing Our there. <laughs> yeah. so. But okay, so that bothers a lot of people. I think it doesn't necessarily bother me much. I don't know if it's because like the characters are like in the central. Like okay, so some of the panels have are set at like a college party, right? Before they start becoming blank, so you already know where this location is where the setting is so is it really necessary you need to, to have... cut corners somewhere if you're going yeah. to be putting out a monthly book like let's face the realities of this industry like you can't have like a super detailed background and super detailed characters and super detailed facial expressions and all the time right unless you want to have super detailed month or two delays but and that, i don't think that really bothers me no, very like, much as, as long, long as, as, it's as, long as you set it up and you know where the setting is from the beginning then like then if you want to have some you know just focus on the characters because they're the central part of the story anyway like they're the most important pieces of this comic you know because they're they're the ones talking the so color still you... like sets a tone yeah. like it's because it's not it's never just pure white right <laughs> or like pure black but who 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 did that 
um, John Byrne, one yeah. of my, my favorite <laughs> artists, there is times where he would just have like a floating head within the, in the word bubble. You know, there's a lot of times where, where there is no, no backgrounds. And, I'm laughing because I know exactly what you're talking but about. But I, I, I still to this day, I, I love John Byrne. He's no, one of my sure. favorite And I mean, artists. that's, you know, again, nostalgia with rose-tinted lenses. People don't remember that, like, everyone does that. All artists have done that. Like, Especially back then, it's like you yeah. know a John Byrne book. I mean, I don't think it was ever there was ever any delays. I mean, yeah. whether other people pitched in back Mark then. Mark Bagley's usually on time. Mark mm-hmm. Bagley yeah. for a while he was doing thirteen issues of Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, that's how you know they they got so high. And you know he's he cranked he did the uh, uh, Trinity at DC, which I wasn't crazy about the story. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't doing full you know full page issues. I think it was like. Maybe even half the issue was was the main story that he was, and then they had like the backup story in right. the second half. But he was that was a weekly book, and you know he was oh, yeah. he was, he God, was that doing was that. weekly, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> fifty two weeks. Yeah, it was another one. I I just didn't care for that story. I yeah, lost interest. It wasn't great. All right, um, Voodoo number one recommended to me by Sarah. <laughs> I actually liked this. <laughs> All right, so should I even? I don't know why I should open this. What? So what? <laughs> Who cares? It's strip club. Okay, so I'm going I'm gonna start talking about a strip club. So if there are little baby ears listening, then please <laughs> turn the volume down for the next like couple minutes or so. So, all right, now I'm starting. Go. Voodoo's set in a strip club, but um, like the way that I read the story was uh, the strip club is in the background. You know, the strip club is not the primary issue here. And I think there's something to be said for... Um, strippers. Yes, this is amazing. Are. Right after the discussion that we had last <laughs> week, <laughs> yes, they're objectifying themselves. But the way I look at it is, um, or they're expo- like, like they're being exploited, but they're also exploiting their customers. Okay, the, and like, can you really be exploited when you're being paid? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. And not only is Voodoo being paid. She's also obtaining confidential information from like military men right. and maybe women <laughs> who come by the the club, you know, for some R and R, and 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 uh, that's sure how she leave. gets because their defenses are down. And she says that in this issue. So yes, there is a point to having this take place here, and you can sort of see how Ron Mars breaks down and and demonstrates you know, a situation like that actually uh, happening. Voodoo's an alien. She's from another planet. She uh, has taken on the guise of a very attractive woman who is using stripping with, to with her obtain... Own fake backstory. <laughs> with her own fake backstory to obtain information from, you know, high-level military officials, whatever. And I think that's great, and I think it's interesting. And Mars manages to also feature a whole section where he he dedicates solely to the girl the other girls that work in the club that you know these women are doing what they have to to get by in order to survive and to raise their kids and to put themselves through college Someone said and that was cliche that's fine it can be cliche but um it's also the reality yeah like, I, knew a, I actually knew a guy who worked as a doorman in a strip club and yeah like that stuff happens i like. actually had a roommate that was a stripper and you know one of those situations was her situation so whether it's cliche or not it's sort of reality and i think that it's interesting that mars decided to throw that in there and it sort of gives these girls depth and it maybe doesn't make you care about them but it does make you make you think of it in a different way and and i think that that's like this book did not 
seem sexist to me. And that's my opinion. I know that it, it can make some people uncomfortable to be set in a strip club, but I, I was able to look beyond that, and that's my No, opinion. I was actually very intrigued by it. it. It seems like an interesting book. I'm wondering what her motivations are. I'm wondering... Oh, man, that last page, yeah, though? Right. Like, <laughs> the last page was like, well, you know, issue two, she is not a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> there no we go. And, and, like, that's it. And it's just so cool. And, like... Opposite of what Voodoo does, you know, like like in um, there's also another character, Jess Fallon, Detective Jess Fallon, who just kicks so much butt in this yeah. comic. In the few pages that she's got, she's, she's very, awesome. very, very awesome. So also, it, it almost seems like a, a an intentional misdirection. You like have the first eighteen pages of this twenty-two page comic, like set in a strip club, and then suddenly things go very bad very quickly yeah. and very unexpectedly yeah. because. You as the reader have almost brought your guard down and you've almost like invented where the scenario is going in your head and then it completely yeah. takes you for a different ride. I think it's very easy to dismiss this because it's set in a strip club, but if you decide to take a chance on this book, I I think that if you can look past it and you can be open-minded and you can appreciate a story for a, a, like a good story for what it is, then uh, you, you may not be disappointed. Yeah. So that's what I think. I was eh. <laughs> you, you weren't a fan. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like I, I do question where the series is going to go, and because originally in the first Wildcats when she was introduced, I, I think it was like just a couple pages where she, you know she, they mentioned showed that she was in a strip club. So here we have like the whole issue, and we don't know where the second issue is going to take place, and I, I don't know. I mean. Well, I, I don't think she'll be a stripper in issue two. You never know. <laughs> I mean, know. yeah, probably not. But I, I mean, I she sort of made that's, that, that obvious. I mean, that's uh, we, uh, on that yeah. last page. I, I don't know. I don't know where it's going, and I don't know. Will Will you read issue two? Are you interested or no? I don't know. I mean, Voodoo was never one of my favorite Wildcats yeah, characters, so I, sure. I, I mean, I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll read the second issue to see where it goes, but. I mean, so you're not. It's not like at the top of your list, right? I honestly, I mean, just now learned from you that she was a wildcat. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I never really read wildcats. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, the fact I, I don't care that this takes place in a strip club. I just I I'm wondering was it really necessary, especially if the rest of the, the series is going to have nothing to do with the strip club and. I, I just, I don't know. It's like, okay, whatever, and, you know, let's be, you know, controversial. People are going to talk about it. And, and, again, that could work for it, and that could work against mm-hmm. it. And and it, it wasn't... It's a decent hook for an underdog book, and I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did, so deal with it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just don't know if it was it was the best direction to begin with. And, again, I it, it, it was done as tastefully as you can do it, Mm-hmm. By having it be, you know, take place in a, in a strip club, but I just, I don't know. I think that, like for, for her to take on this, you know, personification of this very attractive woman, right. and then to manipulate men, you know, the way that she she does, this is kind of the perfect setting for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, well, that's like their defenses that's, are that's down. Emma Frost. I mean, that's you know, what she did. I mean, that's she, cool. That she when Emma Frost was a dancer, when Emma Frost was awesome, yes. <laughs> I mean, she started out as a dancer, and then you know she gained, she rose to power. You know, getting stealing 
financial tips and you know and <laughs> I mean isn't isn't that like the biggest threat right you have yeah. like this really attractive woman who who sort of just just uh, m- manipulates you in, into thinking oh you are just a you know hollow shell right. of a you're just an attractive I mean, lady that, that's almost a punchline in and of itself though. yeah, like, yeah but then are, she's got a brain <laughs> yeah but then she's got a brain and she's smart and she can do other things and that's the kicker you know so you can be attractive that's, and no, sexual and sexy and still <laughs> I'm biting my tongue what did I say what did no, I no, say no 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 I'm just thinking like like jokes I can make but I'm not going to say it don't and have make people, them we should just move on to the wrong. next issue yeah, yeah. All Star Western speaking of prostitutes speaking of <laughs> prostitutes so uh, All Star Western was phenomenal so it's, yeah. it's kind of it's a topic you actually <laughs> for what is this three ninety nine. This is a lot of comic for three ninety nine. I thought I thought it was great. Uh, it's set in Gotham City, but f- like it feels like it's immediately after the Civil War, like at the height of the Second Industrial Revolution, and Gotham's Gotham's East Coast. I always I always assumed it was Chicago, but I guess it's not. No, um, there's I think a fictional map exists out there where it shows where Gotham and Metropolis are. In regards to New York, and they're somewhere, they're all over there somewhere. Well, anyway, so so I thought it was it was cool. So Jonah Hex is roped in to solve this mystery. Um, it's a it's a murder mystery uh, in Gotham, and it's neat. And he's so anti city. It's it's ridiculous. It's so yeah. fun. No bedside manner. No, none. It's gonna be interesting uh, that this is like a ongoing story. It's not. The, the single one-shot stories that Palmiotti and Gray have been doing. Yeah, I think... For, like, I, the majority of Jonah Hex. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how many how many issues that this will encompass. Is it, like, part one of five or something? I don't even know if they, they mention Lim- it. I don't think that they do. The Gotham City, 1880s. So this is probably going to... I don't know if it's on the last page where they, they say this. I mean, it's just going to be weird because... There, it doesn't say. Yeah. But, but they're um, basically, you know, in, incorporating, you know, making Jonah Hex really firm in the DC universe. And, you know, he has, he was in Blackest Night. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, he came out, came back from the dead, which mm-hmm. was strange. So it's like they're really putting him in, you know, Gotham City, getting him involved with all that. So it, it's, it's kind of interesting. And I would wonder how much of this was, you know, editorial going up to Palmiotta and Gray say, hey, this is our new direction. You need to make him have a firm place in the DC universe and make these connections and have one of Arkham's, you know, ancestors there and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, I mean, it, it's it's kind of interesting, but it's also going to I feel like it, it could kind of take away from like the beauty of the Jonah Hex stories that, you know, each issue was a standalone issue and you could read any one and they weren't compromised by having, you know, all these, these Yeah, they didn't have to be connected to everything else that happens in the DCU. Because, like, what, I, what I'm hoping that um, these guys are, and, and Scott Snyder are talking, because, you know, Scott is going to be doing a lot of stuff with Gotham's passing. That's what Gates of Gotham, you know, there's, they mm-hmm. touched on some of that stuff. So I hope that they're going to have, like, firm coordination of, like, who was involved with what as Gotham is is growing, yeah, and I think I think it's actually really interesting that that um, these creators are delving so far into Gotham's history, you know, and they're saying this is what it was like before. But I agree with you. I think that there was 
like the the great thing about the Jonah Hex series was that you could just pick up one issue and you kind of knew what was going on and and you could start anywhere. But um, at the same time, I think that it's it's cool to see Jonah Hex here, and it's very different than what we saw in his ongoing. But it's just as good. Do you think we could do this with like any other city in the DCU, any other fictional city? Obviously, I'm sure they probably will. Like, but it's interesting that it's all being done with Gotham. Like, Jonah Hex is in Gotham. There's the whole Gates of Gotham thing, and it is it is interesting. Don't get me wrong; it, it, it's, it's a smart hook. I mean, yeah. the the thing is, I mean, we all know Jonah Hex was a great comic. I mean, it made up to issue 70, 70. 70 and that. So, you know, you have that, but it's like, how do you bring in? People who who normally say I don't like westerns, right? You know, so if you say, "Oh, we're gonna have a connection to Gotham and Batman," so you're gonna want to, you know, so how do you that, feel that, about Batman? So, so that that could be. I mean, if if they're doing it for that reason, fine. You know, as long as it, they're not compromising the, the storytelling, which I, you know, I wouldn't see happening. Jonah Hex is cooler than Batman. Whoa, Sarah. yeah, I know, Whoa. I know. You just made a lot of enemies on I the know, interwebs. I know, I probably did, but it's true. <laughs> And let's move on. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate number two. You guys read yep. this? I, I did not read this. I forgot. We, we got it that early. It uh, was real interesting. Elfring loved it. It was real, real, mm. real interesting. There's like the villains have one of the most intriguing hooks I've seen in a very long time. Captain uh, Hook? Yes. Captain Hook is the ultimate villain. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. Uh, it turns out Thor is actually Peter Pan all grown up. Uh, it makes sense if you've been reading for the whole time. They've been dropping subtle hints. <laughs> no, in actuality, it's, I don't even want to spoil it because okay. I, I don't want to spoil good. any aspect of it. But yeah, it was really good. I am incredibly intrigued as to where they're going with this. <laughs> I got to read that. I Vampire. You loved this. I did love this. I didn't love it. I haven't read it. Jeez, Sarah. <laughs> you, you know what? You I, don't like Batman anymore. You don't like I Vampire. Yeah, start spreading rumors. No, <laughs> it was it, it was okay, but it, uh, maybe I need to read it again. That's the thing is it, it it gets a little heavy. I mean, part of it is it it's these characters have existed. They're I believe is House of Mystery. Um, mm-hmm. I totally I don't know anything about them. So it's vampires, and it's not the cheesy vampires that everyone no, is, no, is, no, is, no. is tired of. You they know, don't you, sparkle. Even though there <laughs> there's you know relationship stuff. You know and that that's you know you got these two people. I don't like the cover. I'll just say that I think the cover is a little misleading. Of what it's yeah, about. Yeah, it's not like this inside. The art Empire started out as sexual metaphors, yeah. so it kind of makes sense that it would be it, sort of ingrained. <laughs> and the the art is very reminiscent of Jay Lee, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just right. it's it's amazing. I think the art really tells the tone, just you know, the change in color and just how you know, you know, like this character here, you know, you can't see like their actual eyes, and you know, I I just I think it's it's it, it's it's just it tells a lot and. My only problem is this does not feel like the DC universe. No, it doesn't. There's one point where they mention, well, eventually, you know, Superman, Batman, you know, we're going to draw their attention or something like that. So I'm, I'm curious, are we going to suddenly see, like, this army of vampires in the other DC books? Or are they just going to pop in here? Because, I mean, this, sh- like, could be a vertical book. It, it could stand on its own. Yeah. But since they kind of did away with all that, you know, bringing the vertical characters into the DC universe. So it, it almost felt a little forced, like that, that we're trying to do this. So that's, I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to fit in. I just, is it going to be like a, it says, the, the vampire X-Men? <laughs> see, that, that's a thing. I mean, that, that, oh. 
totally changed the tone because this does not feel like that. I mean, this no, is like it doesn't. so much. It's like more sophisticated in a way. Yeah, I know it is. But, but there's lines. Like, and you think you and your army stand a chance against Superman and a half dozen Green Lanterns and Wonder Woman. And so it's like they acknowledge it, but that's like the only time. Otherwise, there's there's no feeling. It doesn't. It's, it's it a, doesn't feel DC like. Universe. Yeah. So I. I feel like that that would be strange if they crossed over. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't I, know. I mean, I I still think it's strange the the crossover in Swamp Thing, you know, like Superman shows up and you know we saw like Batman and Aquaman in there and then you know Superman comes and visits Alec Holland and mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're talking. Do you think that? Do you think that like it would be okay? I mean, if they did this, obviously they're not doing this because they're trying to rope in all these superheroes into this, you know. Do you think that it's okay to have like two separate sort of you can have your superhero universe and then you can have your like vertigo I thought stuff? that vertigo was fine. I think yeah. that that was fine and I, I like Yeah, I don't see why they're trying to get away from that. Like the vertigo yeah. imprint has done amazing things for DC. As the only a brand. thing I can think of it is trying to combine the two audiences. You know, like if if you you know the thing is as great as vertigo was, was. and still is. I mean, they're still doing stuff. You know that they don't have the the audience that the the mainstream books have. So like a character like John Constantine, 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, people saying both ways. I have yeah. heard that Constantine is the correct pronunciation. Oh, but oh I really? Don't, yeah. Oh, okay. So you know a, a character like that. You know how many people were still reading Hellblazer? You know it, it's, it was like close to three hundred issues, I think. But by bringing him into the DC universe you're exposing him to a lot more readers that might say, oh, this is a cool character. I'm going to go buy trades or whatever. You know, so. But you're also risking alienating yeah. the old readers because now they can't tell as, I like even hard-edged, or like not even hard-edged, but like you can't tell as, I believe the word you used was sophisticated stories while you've got, you know, men oh, in red capes flying around in the background. Sorry, soups. <laughs> yeah, so I, no I, offense, I, I don't dude. Know, yeah. I don't know how, how they're going to do it. Because, yeah, this... this I felt should have been a Vertigo book. I mean, I, I, I feel putting it with DC might constrain it a little bit. Vertigo it, still exists, yeah, right? Like yeah, um, American okay. Vampire, which is here. I mean, that that's still there. Okay, I mean, mm-hmm. there's still other stuff. Amazing Spider-Man six seventy Spider Island Part Four. So we got Jameson <laughs> with spider powers. It's a great cover. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah. It's a, and then you know Mary Jane. She's still like the only one without powers, and everyone. That was gaining powers and now turning into actual spiders. Spider monster. So thing, things are, yeah. And then there, the last page is like, ooh. Uh, there's that. Um, Venom, number Venom. seven. Venom, this, I, I normally, I, I love this series, but what I didn't like about this is this basically, this is Eddie Brock anti-Venom versus Flash Thompson Venom. Right. Uh, this is kind of told in Amazing Spider-Man. Basically, in Amazing Spider-Man, you see kind of like the beginning and the end, and Venom basically is their encounter. So if you read Amazing Spider-Man, you already know how this battle that the two are going to have. You know how it's going to end. So uh, there's even like like the opening pages. It's it's like word-for-word dialogue from Amazing Spider-Man. It's just that that part fleshed out more. So it's just like, I don't know. I, I just... Maybe I was just not in a, the right mood when I read that. I still thought it was a good book. I mean, I haven't read Amazing, so maybe I will think otherwise afterward. But, I mean, I thought it was a solid tie-in. I thought the action was good. The writing, as always, remains really solid. Um, I'm, not a fan a of, I'm not a fan of anti-Venom. 
Eddie no, Brock. I, don't, I don't. I don't know what I want there. Eddie Brock to do <laughs> these days because I, I like the idea of Flash Thompson as Venom. Yeah. Um. I. I just don't. I'm friend. I don't like the name Anti Venom. I think that's no, ridiculous. It's. it's um, I mean, it's really derivative, of course, but. Yeah. It, it's it's too derivative without. Yeah, it's it's hard to describe. It's like it's like my problem with with War Machine. You know, mm-hmm. hey Anti Venom, let's go get a pizza. <laughs> War Machine's a government agent. I can almost understand that. Yeah. But, and Rhodey's a straightforward dude. Kick-Ass 2, number four. <laughs> this is, I read that. This is so... Did you read that? Yeah. This is so insane. Okay, so <laughs> last... I believe it was last issue. Last issue with the, with, so with the, do, the dog. Yeah. And no, it was... People saw it, so it's like, oh, you know, that that's that's going too far. <laughs> and here... One thing I, I just want to say, so John Romita Jr. does... He does the breakdowns, and then Tom Palmer does. We talked about this like, like since the first issue. Tom Palmer does the, the finishes and ink washes, and I mean it's just it's amazing. I mean it just, yeah. it looks so good. So you know we we have um, Hit Girl. You know she's still living with her her new dad or her you know her new guardian, and you know she gave her word she was going to be Hit Girl. So but there's all this stuff going on because Red Miss, who has a new name now, which I won't say, and you know he's why he's, won't you say? Because I don't want to. Click the explicit box. For, uh, for oh, oh, because ugh. it's a Mark Miller book. Yeah. Uh, so, so basically, okay. Uh, what, what's been going on is since Kickass One, you know, Kickass is still going out there being a hero. There's all these other people rising to the cha- you know, becoming heroes themselves, patrolling. You know, like the, the real life superheroes, like that HBO documentary and stuff like that. The only thing is now Red Miss is angry because his dad's dead. He blames Kickass and Hit Girl, and he's got this army and. And, and they do very bad things. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah, and they do really bad things. And and so that that's where Oh, Mark Miller. You know, he's he's pushing the boundaries again and it's it's it, is it gratuitous like how much is going? I almost don't think it is because Oh, my stomach the, just the, turned the, a little. The, the re, see, and that's death, and he accomplished what he was trying to do. So here, here's the thing. What, not get me to buy his comic book? Here, here. <laughs> so if, if you have a s- true evil supervillain, if, you know, they want to – what happens all the time? Like, you know, what does Lex Luthor do? What does Joker – you know, Joker sometimes kills. But if, if you have a true psychotic evil person, they're going to go out and kill. It's not like yeah. – you know, because we, we see all, all these, these battles where, you know, the hero and the villain fight. The, the villain, you know, has some crazy, you know, tr- scheme, doesn't really go through. They end up in jail and they break out and it's the same thing. But so here, if, if someone was truly evil and had whatever resources, they're going to go out and start killing. Right. Know, they're going to do all this insane stuff. So while the violence is over the top, but again, that's what you expect. That's what this comic's been about. It... it makes it not necessarily more realistic but just the idea that this guy is evil he's yes yeah. he's, he's a, you know a psychopath or whatever and he's gonna do really bad things and that's what makes him a, a really bad guy i never understood like yeah people get really upset when like bad guys do bad things because they say it's like either a bad influence or it's like oh the writer is this disgusting guy who condones this but it's like no they're evil like he's saying this is not this is the way people should not be acting they're bad people I mean, because like, like if you look at you know what what was one of the good things you know one of the many good things about the Killing Joke, the Joker yeah. you know he he and I really... mean people accused Alan Moore of being a misogynist after that book came out and it's like but no so, so, so that that shows and you know we we've seen there's stories where you know Joker has killed 
you know, a lot of people. And then there's other times where he's just goofy clown. That, you know, just yeah. does. He's, oh, I got, I'm going to squirt you with my little flower that has some acid that might you know burn your clothes or something. So <laughs> I, I think you know there there's a difference between if you're truly trying. I'm I'm not saying I want to see this stuff, but right. I'm I'm saying that makes the villain more believable. That they're just this ups- you know that that's why you want the heroes to win because the the villains are so bad, but. It, yeah. it, it does get get overly graphic. <laughs> of course, it does and, because it's a Mark Miller book. And it's and it's definitely mature reading audience. You know, it's yeah. no, no T plus. It's not for teens. You know, There's a reason this is on Icon, not yeah. the regular Marvel imprint. <laughs> so yeah, it was a bit much, but it makes sense with what it's supposed to be. Justice League Dark. I like I liked this. It was uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, so we've got the regular Justice League book. <clears throat> but now we got the international. Uh, this is this is another way that DC's roping in a lot of their Vertigo characters. So we have an appearance by well, it opens with Madame Xanadu, who who if you don't know, she can see the future. You know, with her tarot. And cards. People loved her Vertigo yeah. book. The people that read it, I yeah, guess <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> I mean, um, it was a good book, but and you have uh, the Enchantress. She's going crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit confusing at first. I think I, I had to. I, I read it the first time, then I skimmed through it the second time. And then um, you got the other shade. Yeah, you have the other shade, and you have Dead Man. Uh, you have Zatanna. Batman makes an appearance. Uh, Zatanna puts him in his place, <laughs> and uh, you've got. Um, uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, and uh, uh, Cyborg. Cyborg. And uh, they obviously can't handle what's going on. Uh, Enchantress is going truth. nuts. You know, they can't handle the flying <laughs> teeth. So <laughs> The flying who, teeth of truth. <laughs> how do you combat magic with magic? So Wouldn't Wonder Woman be able to provide some insight uh, into that? Well, you know. well, we don't know much about this Wonder Woman yet. <laughs> yeah. We've only seen a one issue. We know that she doesn't flinch at centaurs. True. <laughs> so, um... So yeah, th- this is a reason w- uh, for bringing a team of of magical heroes together. And are you saying that this is the new Shadow Pact? Yeah, I actually really like the Shadow Pact book, so I'm not I'm not saying that like. I I mean I liked it. It's different. It's very different than the regular Justice League book, and and it's dealing with different characters, and it's it's cool. Um, so yeah, th- give it a four. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, but you have to like these characters. You know I, what I see, mean? I, I do like the characters, but something, I don't know. It just Something's off. Someone, someone said that Zatanna. Or the, or she has a new costume. Maybe Zatanna. Someone said that, maybe it was her, it looked like Katy Perry. She does look so like what? Katy Perry. Is that Madame Xanadu? <laughs> Madame Xanadu? I thought someone said Zatanna, but Madame Xanadu does. That's Zatanna. Well, yeah. they both look like... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not a reason to not like the book. I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, I I, I want to like this. I mean, I, I think it's interesting, but I, maybe it's it's the whole thing of forcing the vertical characters into the DC universe, and I don't know. I don't know. Something just didn't sit right with me. I mean, I'm definitely gonna see where it goes, but I don't know. Batman: The Dark Knight. David Finch. Um, Isn't there a bunny in here? Paul Jenkins. Yeah. What? Um, I did, I I was gonna review this. So I didn't get to it. I, I would probably. Give it a three. Mm. That uh, there's mm. a <laughs> interesting. There's a point where Bruce Wayne is giving a speech at some big meeting gala thing, just like <laughs> in Batman this number one. So weird huh. in this panel. And then there is a um, another. Well, there's something else that that happened in here that also happens in Batman number one. And I just <laughs> you know something. About this, it's like I just I didn't really care so much. There, there is um, an, uh, 
that dress? Or what do you point at? The dress. She, and she, <laughs> All right. That, that's, just, a, oh that, that's the lady organizing this whole organ, is, this whole gala. Like, Jesus. Uhura oh, had a longer right. dress on the freaking original Star Trek. No, 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 no. <laughs> Like, if this was correct, her butt, like, her butt cheeks would be hanging out of this dress. Like, no <laughs> joke. So, unless you're going to, like, a 50 Cent concert... <laughs> I just feel like this attire is totally inappropriate. I'm walking up Broadway at two in the morning. <laughs> or that? Seriously? I drove down like, Broadway one you time. You know what? <laughs> and I, agree, I generally, <laughs> like, I, I, I own several uh, short skirts. Nothing that short, but I own several short skirts, and my rule of thumb was always, well, it's got. Don't say that. I'll tell you why. But go ahead. It's, that's a that's an urban myth. <laughs> what? Go, go, okay, so if you put your hands at your sides, and like it should. Like, the end of your skirt, or the, I guess the start, whatever, mm-hmm. should be up to your the tip of your middle finger. Wait. At least. So, like this, like here. Oh, so, okay, so Sarah is standing up. She's got her hand. Okay, I see. So, if you have your hand straight on your legs, then the skirt should not be Blue. higher than your fingers? Yeah, like, like at least, like, like uh, I guess you're... Pointer finger or your middle finger? Like the tip of your pointer or middle finger. It shouldn't be higher than that. Yeah, because That's what? just my rule. No, no, it's a good because rule. If if you, you because to... if you bend over, then everybody's going to see everything. Mm-hmm. And that's not what... That's not what you want people <laughs> no, to that's see. That's what some people want. But... I mean, some people do, but I don't. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, general rule. Yeah, and this you know, woman's so entire and, and, I mean, hand. There, there's however. the other, other thing. It's like you know, what happens if you have to go up some stairs, and you know, then you know, well, yeah. What but happens it, I, if you you see a, a, a quarter on the ground? Except, oh, look, a quarter. <laughs> what, I if, mean, what if you drop your cell phone? Exactly. <laughs> you can bend like, at the knee, and I do that no, you, all you the time. Even, no, you, you no, can't. I know. You can't bend with the knees because you'll still <laughs> give a show. I mean, you can crouch, but you know, but still, that yeah. But it. I, I think it's, it's, it's I ridiculous think it's little, and more than, more than that. Again, it's gratuitous. It is, yeah. I mean, I do think it's a little bit silly that that's the first thing I think of when I open up a page in a comic book. Like, well, I wouldn't wear that dress. <laughs> but at least, le- but but she is. That's what I think when I look at Batman. I'm like, she I wouldn't wear that. Buttoned up to the neck, so you know she's. No, it's not like you can't <laughs> there, tell. There's enough material what she looks there. Like it's just underneath. it's just the material's proportion. And then, um, oh, the other thing that happens here: there's a breakout at Arkham, just like in Batman. Yeah, I noticed that. I actually turned to that page, and I was like, is this retelling that issue? And then, Sarah, don't, don't, stop, stop. Don't, don't flip to the last page unless Why? you're in a, because there's, something happens to one of the persons, and you're oh, going to spo- okay. spoil it. Sarah's uh, running comics. What? Oh. You got that bloody <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah, something happens to one of the characters, which I, I don't get. Or, Funny? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, I saw that. That is, it's like, uh, that okay. is really, I see. <laughs> well, I don't yeah, think um, I'll be reading this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But the, the thing is, this is um, it's written or it's co-plotted by Paul Jenkins. So David Finch is co-plotting it. So I don't know how much of the elements of his original story are still, or you know, how much what things have changed, and I don't know. So no, we'll see. That's cool. So Secret Avengers number seventeen. Captain America is in his still in his. Super soldier, he's not Captain America. <laughs> so we have that. Um, one thing that, that bothered me right away was the art. Like, looking at Sharon Carter, that does not look like Sharon Carter. It's more like Dagger. And, I mean, she's on the first page. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's... Um, I don't know. Can this, I draw the, this? This was a... 
I mean, it, it was an interesting story. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it, it was Warren Ellis. I really loved the last issue. You, you know, said, the first that Warren Ellis say, did. Yeah, you just said the magic word. But, um, <laughs> and we, I don't want to give anything away about this. I mean, it, it's a good story. It's, it's a very interesting take on the Secret Avengers. And this is getting more to, you know, as much as I like Ed Brubaker, when, you know, I just, there's something off about his Secret Avengers. They didn't, re- they didn't feel like there was a need for them to be a secret. Here, and, and you know, Nick Spencer did this too, is, you know, we're, we're seeing an actual reason why they're operating as a covert team. You know, they, it's not so much to hide things from the other superhero, you know, superhero community, but it's from the general public. They need to do right. some things. Like the last issue, there's this big, gigantic underground lair, you know. There was this like, wow, if this were to activate, this entire city would be yeah, wiped and, out and in the blink be, of an eye. And there'd be panic and pandemonium <laughs> and all that stuff like that. So here we're seeing, and uh, I, I guess I'll just say um, heroes don't always win. You know, so it, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a, a Warren Ellis book. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's, it's good that it, it's not the cliche heroes come in, save the day, or, you know, and they go back home and, you know, so I, it's just, but the art, I think, is just really threw me it's off. It's a little bit jarring, yeah. Yeah, it's so it's just it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, New Avengers 16.1. This is... Uh, Did the New Avengers just have a jumping on issue like three issues ago? Um, I don't know. Well, one thing is, is this has Neil Adams, who, classic awesome. Batman yeah. artist. I mean, you have to read this if you plan on reading New Avengers. This, this basically focuses on Norman Osborn, Hammer... Huge things are are going to happen, and yeah, that's I thought all, I read all. most of the books for this week, but oh, my say that. goodness, I missed a lot. <laughs> uh, American Vampire, so it's the beginning of a new arc. Jordy uh, Burnett is doing the art in, the, in this one, so it's really good art. Uh, what's very interesting is we see Skinner Sweet, the the main American Vampire, younger, like so we're in eighteen sixty three, and um, Jim Book. Uh, there's there's some some there, there's there's more to the, the 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 connection between the two. So, I mean, definitely fans of the book need to read this, and you guys should be reading this too. And okay, you guys, I'll read it. I can't. You're turning the page. Well, you got to read from the beginning. But Scott said that I can start from here. You can, but you should read from number one. Well, so apparently, a vampire becomes Captain. Universe, I have hardcovers so. one and two. I shouldn't tell you that because I'll never see him again. Tony, why do you start telling me things like that and then you stop? <laughs> also, what were you going to say about rule of thumb? <laughs> oh, well, the, the the whole rule of thumb, you're telling me that's not true? Uh, yeah, the, the stick thing. Yeah, no, the, the, that's an urban myth. You're an urban myth. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks, Matt Rory. <laughs> so did you know what this, this – I'm not listening to Corey right now, sorry. The whole rule of thumb was supposedly um, you were allowed to – beat your wife with a stick that wasn't thicker than your thumb. If it was what? thinner Not than your true. thumb... That's the actual rule of thumb? No, like, the actual rule on, of woman, thumb psh, is... Do my laundry. <laughs> the actual rule of thumb is that merchants used to dole out gold portions by measuring an inch with their thumb. So that was what the like rule Corey's of thumb was. like Corey's version much better. <laughs> He's making it up. <laughs> You're making, making it up. up. I think Boondock Saints <laughs> no, made I, up actually, the other no, rule of thumb. So here, the, the way I found out about rule of thumbs, and I, I looked it up, and but I, maybe it wasn't right. When I was teaching, um, actually, I think it was my first year teaching AP statistics, we were talking about a rule of thumb in statistics, and then I, should we talk about the statistics? <laughs> um, one of my students yes, like, you, you, you shouldn't use that because blah, 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 and See, and no, that, it's one of those rumors that your has rumor. persisted. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you, don't, you don't exist. No. You're Black just Hawks. a rumor. The Black rumor Hawks from number top one. ten. 
Remember that? You're like Batman. <laughs> Blackhawks number one. How was it? I wanted to read this. Um, no? Okay, so at San Diego, we talked to Mike Costas. What's with the, what's with the happy faces on her pants? Oh, why not? It's kind of funny. Her pants are happy. Okay. <laughs> why can't you be happy so, with her No, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy with her pants. That's fine. That's cool. Um, so Mike Costas told me basically like his pitch for the story. And I was like, wow, I really want to read. Because before I, Blackhawks has existed. Like, my, my neighbor read Blackhawks when he was a kid. You know, he's, he's older than I am. And, you know, he was really into it. This is different. It, maybe, because I, I read this last night while I was watching TV, trying to get, to read as much of this week's comics. It was okay. Um, his, his basics, the way Mike mentioned it, that there's all this tech, like, in the DC universe. And you see these, these, Second, you know, low rate hero or villains that that have access to all this this weapon, and you know, so where the heck do they get it from? You so know, they're I, doing the Secret War thing that Marvel did. Secret War. Remember when that was, that was like the exact setup for Secret War? It was like, how come a guy gets a paste gun that has this miracle adhesive and he calls himself Paste Pot? Yeah. So it's basically like that. It's like, it so, turned out it was Latvia, so, and that was so. Whole. Yeah. Where, where are <laughs> are where do these guys get? So then the Blackhawks are kind of investigating, trying to get all the tech off the streets trying you know who's the source and all that stuff like that i didn't really get that impression from here and again i maybe unfairly didn't give it my full attention and i kind of read through it quickly uh, i don't know i mean i i the idea sounds sounds good but then some some strange things start happening here and then there's a cliffhanger um, a cliffhanger yeah, in yeah. comic books ken lashley worked on this so he did the cover and the it's a cool cover finishing you are? Yeah. Oops. He's he's really nice. I was supposed to call him and, and, and talk to him, but I haven't. Oh, I got no time. I'll call him. You should. He's so cool. Yeah, so we'd definitely talk. So, Ken, if you're listening, I still have your number. <laughs> I'll call you. Got your number, I, Ken. Now, September is... Coming for you. you know, I have to say, I'm I'm glad September is over because this new 52 number ones, is, it's, it's, it's <laughs> Very been a lot. Very exhausting. Daunting. <laughs> but it's not over because there's still... Well, stuff's gonna next happen. month it's just have, new like, 52 comics. issue two i know we're right? talking so long this all right okay so this is where you go fast um savage hawkman number one how was it any good um i'm not the biggest hawkman fan okay i love that. hawkman um I, th- I think it was okay uh was it, i think in elfring read this i think he gave it a four he, he seemed like he liked it and, yeah. and he said he there didn't go now elfring's giving <clears> out some love he said that you know he wasn't the biggest hawkman fan either and he seemed to like it I, I think I'd have to read it again. I mean, it was okay. I, I, I don't know. You know why I'm concerned? Uh, why? There's no Shahira. The fury, Shakira. The fury of Shahira. That's what I said. Shakira. You said Shakira. Shakira. Okay. She's not in there. That's right. Spoiler. Anyway, Fury of Firestorm. Fury, Fury of Firestorm. Uh, so this is Ethan Van Skyver and Gail. It's interesting. I noticed this on another. Um, there's a... Batman Dark Knight. They're putting the the artist above the writer on these two books. I don't know if they're doing that on the other ones. Odd. No, they got Peter Milligan on Justice League Dark. So, anyways, um, it's Firestorm. This is basically telling the origin. You know, we we have the kids. I think it was it Jason and Ronnie or something like that. And it's uh, something kind of interesting happens when, with the formation of Firestorm. So something a little different. I'll I'll just say that. So it was again. I'm not the biggest Firestorm fan. I really started. Not really. I kind of started liking Firestorm during Brightest Day. Day. Um, I'm curious to see where this is going to go. Okay. And you know, Gail Simone. 
There you go. <laughs> Captain America and Bucky. Oh, I'd rather read that. <laughs> so Captain America and Bucky, Ed Brubaker, um, and Mark Andreco writing. Chris Samney, who recently announced, I forget what issue that um, he's getting married. No, he he's um, he's going to be working on. I was kidding. I made that up. He's going to be working on something else. Uh, I think it's Ultimate Spider-Man. Aww. He's going to be doing that. Francesco Francavilla is going to be oh, doing the art here. Yeah. So I don't. I, I guess maybe that means Betty Britweiser because I think Franco or Francesco does his own colors. Uh, so. Who knows? Betty might stay. She her 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 uh, colors would complement Fran- Francisco Francavilla's. I don't I don't because he was I think he does his own colors I don't know I don't remember he was doing Daredevil he did the first couple issues of the Daredevil so um but yeah this is good I mean it's it's flashback it's it's Bucky and and I'm happy because I got to help Betty she asked like what color um, Toro's shorts were yeah because you know she didn't want him to look just like Namor and right and mm-hmm. you know when he's not flamed up yeah so. This I want to read. FF. Um, so I'm going to tell you, Sarah. Doctor Doom. He dies? He dies in here. Oh, all right. Let's just spoil it. So you don't have to read it. I mean, Damn look it. at him. He's on fire. Oh, man. Uh, this is good. Uh, the, Come on. And, you can't fool me. And there's there's some, some funny parts. He gets, turns know, into that guy and with it, the it, teeth. It, it's good. Green. I, we got to get going. Yeah, Inhuman stuff. <laughs> and I'm not the biggest Inhumans fan. I'll say that. And I'm sorry those that like it, but... Things are, are progressing. Annihilators. Annihilators, Earthfall. So someone, Annihilators. Someone in last week's uh, podcast said that we don't talk enough about Annihilators. Uh, that's we need. Norm, Norm loves I Annihilation. Do, too. <laughs> yeah, do you? Glorious. I do. All right. So, did you read this? I did. All right. It was Go. really cool. Um, it's really. Right, so we don't have Silver Surfer. Right. Because he, he's out. My problem, the same thing with, with the last miniseries is, and, and, and Cosmo mentions this, that <laughs> these are such hugely powerful characters it doesn't seem like they, they do enough. Like, you know, they're, they're battling these guys, and it's just like, you should be wiping the universe <laughs> out with these guys. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's moving things along. What's going to be interesting is they're, they're bringing it to Earth. You can see on right. the cover. It's um, called Earthfall. <laughs> yeah, so this, this is good. The, I don't know how it's going to go in the next issue. I kind of hope it goes differently from what they set up here, simply because, and I'll explain why next month, assuming I remember. Um, but yeah, no, this is a good first issue. It introduces. I haven't. I've been kind of reading Annihilators off and on because I like it, but I can't always find it. Um, and this is good. It's a good introduction. It sets up who these people are. It's really artistically dynamic, and um, it's setting up for an interesting story at the very least. Yes. So, so read it. People should check it out. Abnet yeah. and Lanning have done amazing yeah. things with Marvel's cosmic universe. Yeah, I, I, I like. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big Quas- Quasar fan, so I'm glad they brought him back. And then the Icon character, the yeah. Space Knight, because you can't have Rom. Right, but uh, I like that all these characters have personalities. Like that's always kind of the problem with cosmic books is that it tends to just they're all they all have kind of the same personality, but yeah. these guys are very distinct. So worth checking out something a little different with the superheroes because they're they're more cosmic. X Men Legacy two fifty six. I I tried to read this and then I was like oh, I'll just read something else. I mean <laughs> it, it, the the purpose of this arc is to bring uh, Rachel Marvel Girl back, yeah. mm-hmm. um, Havoc Pol- Polaris. Uh, but Shiar stuff and <laughs> but what's weird is you know Gambit's here, but I thought Gambit's hanging out with with X twenty three. He's hanging out here. So he is, is. Wolverine yeah. can part, be a more the one three. place at once. But yeah. that's because it's, it's his special ability. Why not I, I didn't think Gambit had that. It's Gambit's secondary mutation ability. So yeah, things are moving along, and let's just get them back on Earth. Is what I would say. Wolverine, what number is that? Fifteen. 
16. This I really... I don't think I ever read 15 because someone, I think, was going to review it and I never saw it if it got put back with the others. Yeah, it did. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know if it got reviewed or anything. So this is, I guess, I, since I haven't read the last issue, Wolverine, after the shocking after thing red with the, to get re- revenge, he, he decides to quit. He goes out in the wilderness, right? And this is more... I, I don't know what's going on because I didn't read the last <laughs> issue. I couldn't find his it. dusty coat <laughs> with his red right hand. Can you X-Men animated? Like, I just heard the song in my head when I saw this panel. That, yeah. Because you know in the beginning when they all line up? Running toward each other. Yeah. All right, that's all I have to um, say. It's, it's interesting. It's a little quick. Like, it, it all gets resolved very neatly and a little bit abruptly, but it's nice. It's a nice book. It's a nice kind of awe moment, but ultimately, it's, it's, a, it's a fluffy book. You, you can skip it if you want, but if you really like Wolverine, take a look at it. Iron Man 2.0, number nine. So this is... I don't think I read the last couple issues. I think it was... Uh, I don't know if they were Fear Itself tie-ins. They were. But the, <laughs> so we're more with the Palmer Adley. Palmer Adley is dead. Whatever the arc has been, he kept popping up and <laughs> so this is explaining more like what the heck is going on with with that arc and surprisingly there's not a lot of Rhodey in here hmm. and at the end he's like time for me to come in and because <laughs> so, it's my book because so we'll <laughs> I'm on the cover so I might as well make an appearance New Mutants 31 so this fear itself tie-in eh. <laughs> the, I the, the art was interesting at that point um there's very <laughs> interesting last page I'm going to spoil it that's going to make things interesting. Oh, that is interesting. So there, <laughs> Actually. There's some... some Danny, I'm like, you can't see it, sir. So. Why? Because I said so. Because we're hey. grown-ups. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Journey to Mystery, another fear itself. So we got Loki up to his mischievous ways and stuff like that. Um, we're just trying to move on. Oh, Spy- my God. <laughs> there's still like, so many books. Okay, Sp- <laughs> Spider Island, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. So this is this is good. I like this. More Shang-Chi. And yeah, Iron Fist and and yeah, so it's it's and the art is very good. It's 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 and it's very yeah. So um, first issue I'll say is because of Spider Island, Shang Chi got some spider powers, but we know from Amazing Spider Man's that that's just stage one. So right. it's going to happen to Shang Chi. Got to read it. It's going to be a Spider Man. Mighty Man. Thor. We got number number six here. Galactus, <laughs> Silver Surfer, trying to eat Asgard. And, uh, Destroyer. Astonishing X Men. I did not read this because someone had this comic. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, Kitty Pride's on there with her dome. So obviously this is taking place before where she's cured. Lockheed. And then Black Panther. I didn't read this either because someone had it. This is a point one issue. Oh great! It's not the American Panther. And the pages are all bent. I didn't touch it. Dun, dun, dun. Don't look at me. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You can tell the like. <laughs> look at um. Justice League Dark. Feel, feel, feel this cover right here. It's it's almost like like a glow in a dark. You know the glow in dark covers oh, yeah. are they're kind of fuzzy. There's something on here that what what'd you do to that cover? Did nothing. No, it was like that. It was like it was that before. Like yes, that. it was. Close I swear. I you were swear. eating something and you opened I it and swear. you plopped it on your sandwich or something. I don't even see anything. You feel I feel it. it. You can. I see a streak. Maybe of your eyes glow in the dark. I didn't do anything. The of the cover. That was like that. And you can tell the comics that you take home because they. Shove them in your backpack and they get all. Man- oh, that's not what you want to do. No. No, get all mangled. And- no, they don't. don't Comic abuse. Stop exaggerating. All right. Uh, Catwoman, Anne Hathaway, costume. Ears. Silly. <laughs> I wonder what her ears are for. Radar. Right. She's blind. She's going to be like Daredevil. Oh, cool. That's her radar sense. She suddenly became an interesting character. <laughs> 
Uh, what, what do you feel about the? I think we actually brought this theory up that this is all just Christopher Nolan's like massive misdirect. It, 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 I mean, it, it could be. He did direct the Prestige. It, it could be, <laughs> yeah. but I think because I think it was I forgot if it was Blaster or Sci-Fi or someone was saying that with the the budget and with the amount of money it's going to make that if you spend twenty million, right, out of know, a billion, that's that's changed yeah, because they they they're saying like you know maybe they're shooting these scenes publicly like oh we're gonna be in cleveland we're gonna be doing all this stuff and football stadiums or whatever but they're really secretly somewhere else doing like like the real stuff it could I, be like my only question would be to what end just, i mean because that's the thing <laughs> is, you, screw well, but you look at all, all the footage that that has been captured you know and same thing with the avengers you know there's and even superman you know man of steel so people it, it, and it seems like it's just superhero movies. I mean, you don't hear like you know Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, spy photos from the set. You know, people yeah. don't, don't like camp out and do that. It's just right. these, these superhero movies that people are are trying to capture. Um, it, it, they're it's big. It, they're it, a big it, deal. It, it seems a little um, far fetched that you know they're going to all this trouble to do all this fake stuff. But something like Catwoman's costume, you know. They wouldn't want bad pictures to go out there. I mean, that's yeah. that's why they, they released the official image before right. it leaked out so people can see, okay, this isn't going to look that bad or as bad as you might think. But something like when that. When actually it does. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I still want to say, like, pictures like of movie stuff never look good. Yeah, because, I mean, you're going to have, pictures, you know. still images. And, and you're, you're, you're going to have the filters on the lenses and the lighting. And, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. See, I'm just it's ever true. the optimist. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't no, want I this to succumb to the rule of three. Weird, I totally agree. The 100%. weird comics rule of three, Sarah. I feel like you are taking us for a ride. No, I'm not saying anything. Like, I just think it's fine. So I, I don't know. It's, it's... I gave up on this movie a long time ago when they cast Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. So it's very difficult for me yeah. to take it seriously. I'm just saying superhero movies have a bad habit of falling apart in the third chapter or iteration or this whatever is you true. want to call it. This is very true. <laughs> Spider-Man is a good example. Who did you want cast, sir? I don't know. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? Really? Megan Fox would have been better for you? No. <laughs> no. So, I don't know. I don't either. Um, I would have liked Charlize Theron a lot. I could have seen that. Because, you know, they're kind of the same age and mm-hmm. this is the last movie and she's... A sexy lady, yeah. She's good. Actually, she was probably the best part of Aeon Flux. Yeah. And her son. That was that was a good movie. Don't Hancock. But I, I don't know. I think. Speaking of not good movies, I don't know. she's a very good actress. She is. I like her a lot. She's very good. Yep. So that's. But I mean, if it's fake stuff, I mean, because they had what I assume is Christian Bale on set or someone dressed up, and they had uh, Commissioner Gordon. So. I just I I feel like it's reaching as a way to sort of stay optimistic, which whatever, keep your optimism. That's always good. But it is like to what end? Yes, like so that people much. could be surprised. But the amount of people who are like researching stuff really heavily about the Dark Knight online is minuscule compared to the number of people who are going to go see it in and, theaters. And there's you know yeah misdirection is all great and everything, and then you you pull the curtains like whoa look at this but i don't think it's a good move to say hey look we're making a crappy movie (laughs) and then then it turns out no this is really awesome but you thought it sucked so you didn't come see it well but again lost all our money well they're not going to lose all of it that's like again it's like 40 to fifty thousand people are actively looking for stuff like this it is not like it is not nearly the numbers that we like to think that it is (laughs) so i guess i guess we'll see 
We will. Um, Colby Smolders. I'm not, I'm not I don't know one. who that is. Sounds like a really bad like X Files parody. She's um, <laughs> she's um, Robin Sparkles in How I Met Your Mother. Mother. Uh, you've completely lost me. Robin Trapas. She's um, gonna be Maria Hill in the Avengers. Okay. Is she any good? Did well, at least Maria Hill I, is I, in the Avengers. Um, Reisner likes her. I okay. I don't care for her character in that show. I, I don't. Do you care for the? Do you not care for the character? Or do you not care for the actress? Because there's a. There's it all depends. Difference. It's like how much, uh, you know, how much of themselves do do actors put in her? Like, hmm. you know, are they? Well, I mean, is she a bad actress? I guess is what I'm saying. I, it's a sitcom, so I mean, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, so is, I don't know. I, what am I thinking? Oh God. But anyways, Community. She's gonna That's be. Um, she's gonna be Maria Hill. That show. <gasps> yeah. How dare you? Hate I that really show. don't like that show. I've never watched. Show. I've never watched. I think it's so. I know a lot of people love that show. I don't know. I I like Parks and Recreation. Fair enough. <laughs> I've never watched that either. And I've watched a, a couple episodes. Like I, no, yeah, I think I, I think I saw like an episode on Airplane. I think we can declare that they're both underappreciated, considering how much. Yeah, I think Amy Poehler <laughs> is awesome. She's just as cool as Tina Fey. I don't watch that show either. I dislike Big Bang Theory. I'm just going to put that out there. What? That's right, Sarah. I don't watch Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock from the Sun. Alec Baldwin is amazing. He is. He's incredible. He's one of the most incredible characters ever. He's on TV. also one of the most incredible actors and extremely underrated. Yeah, he's Shadow. probably the best. He's one of the best TV characters I've seen since Coach McGurk from Home Movies. He's awesome. <laughs> so Colby Smolders, who yes, is going to be, be Maria Hill, uh, apparently she signed up for multiple movies. She said she has like seven more. <laughs> after the Avengers, what the what? <laughs> She's gonna be busy. Yeah, least. no kidding. I mean, but this you know just could include just small cameos. Yeah, this, she could. Yeah. She's probably gonna show up in like Iron Man or the Hulk. And, mm-hmm. or, Although there is that rumor about her character in the movie, and I'll, that's all I'm gonna say. Hmm? Okay, go to IMDb and look look up the. the no, case. come on. What's the rumor? I already mentioned it. It's it's it's, it's, it's a spoiler. It's not a rumor. It's it's a huge spoiler. If it's, oh. All right. Okay. Okay. If it, nobody so wants to hear just it, go to IMDb. Look up the Avengers. <laughs> and, Look up Colby. I'm not going to say it. Oh, but okay. look, look up Colby Smolders and yeah. So whether that's accurate or not. Um, Patty Jenkins, who directed Monster with Charlize Theron, oh, yes. her. so she's um, I guess supposedly strong talks to direct Thor two. Um, it's not confirmed yet. Uh, she's apparently reading a lot of Thor comics, but she's not talking about like any specifics, like what story arcs or authors or anything like that. And apparently, Frog Thor. Apparently, Chris Hemsworth yes. has has met with her, and he's impressed with her take on Thor two. So, um, yeah, because okay. because if can he I, weren't, he wouldn't be saying anything. Right? Can I just say that, like, that kind of irks me when when like movie news outlets say things like, "Oh, this actor is impressed with this director." Right. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just an actor. Average, you're there to the read. The average schmo does though. Yeah, but if if you're okay, if you're Chris Hemsworth, if you did Thor, you're you're like besides Kenneth, you know, he made Thor and you know, yeah, it was part of Branagh's directing too. Yeah. But if yeah, Hemsworth <laughs> if if he sucked as an act, you know, he he had he he knows the character because he had to play it and live it and know the lines and get the motivation and blah 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 and stuff like that. Yeah. So obviously he was he was um Concerned when Brano said, "I'm not going to do it." He's he's like, "What? I thought that's you know that's part right. of the reason why I wanted to do this because you were attached." And then 
to have someone else come in. So he has to be concerned because he's kind of forced to be doing this. Yeah, no, I so understand. So if someone sucks... So it's he's, like the whole he's, Robert Downey Jr. thing with yeah. Iron Man. Yeah, so he's saying, okay, this is going to be cool. So, uh, Which is interesting because Robert Downey Jr. likes to change lines right. like during filming. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he's like butting heads with Joss Whedon. Just because. Mm. Just <laughs> I was going to say he and Shane Black are apparently pretty buddy buddies, so Iron Man mm. 3 is looking good. Really? <laughs> yeah. Shane Black's also awesome. <laughs> uh, Wanted 2 is apparently moving forward. With yeah. with or without Angelina Jolie? Well, okay, with, so, so without. D- Derek, Derek Haas <laughs> and Michael Brandt, they're the ones that adapted the original, that wrote, wrote it. Right. So um, they're working on it again. There's no director right now. And they're saying the story will take off after the events of what just happened. It picks up Wesley a few years later and going back for another round. So we don't know. Does that mean... James McAvoy will come back. Can they afford him? Oh, that was him. Oh my God. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't know if, if he would want. I mean, part of it. Did he have a sequel clause? So, you know, there's one well, that yeah. thing that, that would lock him in there. Um, would he want to do it? You know, he's. It sounds like he's willing to do another um, X Men sequel. Yeah, well, you know, they're talking <laughs> about that. So I, I don't know. Um, Angelina Jolie doesn't sound like she wants to do it from the very beginning. She yeah. said because spoiler, sh- her character. At the end of the movie is dead. Exactly. Whatever. The movie came out like two years ago. Yeah, that's if true. You okay. Just to so see it, you've seen it. Yeah. So because <laughs> her character dies at the end of the movie, they're not like she's like, I'm not going to do another one unless <laughs> it would be they weird. come up with a really good reason, you know, for me to do. I found one. that movie like I don't know what it was. I can handle a lot, but for some reason, I found that movie silly beyond reckoning. Like maybe it was because for how seriously they took it. I don't. I don't know why, but when I saw it, I really enjoyed it. I yeah. liked it. I've only seen it once. I've only seen it once. I got and that the was Blu-ray. a while ago. Supposedly, there's this um kind of interesting alternate opening that's mm. on the on the, the Blu-ray or something like that. Mm-hmm. I I haven't watched it yet, and mm. I don't even think I've I've opened it. It's like one of those that I bought. And <laughs> so that and Ghost still Rider. Sealed. This happens often. <laughs> for you, not, not so much lately, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I did like it, even though it, it's drastically different from the book. It took the, itself the, too seriously. From the book. And I, the book isn't that good either. Sir, I, I, have, love I have the trade of that, but I'm not bringing it to the office. <sighs> Jeez, why do you tell me? Why do you bother telling me? So, I mean, the it, trade of Wanted? I wouldn't think that you'd be interested in that. <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 it's very interesting because the movie is like almost like literal... And then it just well, yeah. I mean, the movie, t- the movie for one thing makes him a hero, whereas in the book he's a sociopath. Yeah, and he looks like Eminem. <laughs> right? Yes. So um, we'll have that. to see. But one, one thing I, I can't remember if it was a new quote or old quote, but Angelina Jolie is saying that she didn't want to really want to wouldn't want to do it because she wouldn't want to play a character that she already played. But it's like uh, you did that. She did Laura Croft, Tom, yeah. Tomb Raider, if you want to call it Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was because she died in the first one. They could bring her back. They got that yogurt reviving healing. Right, the yogurt yeah, but I, like, I thought that's what she had said. I forgot so much the of that reason, movie. <laughs> the reason that she, I, I could be wrong. That's just what I remember. I mean, whatever. I, I could live the rest of my life without a wanted sequel. So <laughs> There's people are on edge of their seats waiting. I guess, but I mean, that movie like, don't, wrapped up don't pretty well. Dash their dreams. I'm sorry, people. Yeah, Corey, you're so negative. <laughs> I also think Angelina Jolie looks kind of anorexic. So All right, get out of the room. On eating a sandwich. Go. <laughs> do you like Angelina Jolie? I do. I think she's a great actress. But I think she's very beautiful. I, I think she was, and now she's gotten all skinny. I know um, these two, this yeah. married couple, who <laughs> both think she's like 
like amazing. The greatest right. thing since sliced like both bread. And it's, it's yeah, my like, mom's like it, that it too. It gets a little creepy. It's like you guys are married and you're t- both saying how <laughs> much you admire her. It's just getting <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> Maybe they're swingers or something. Uh, I, no, I would say no, definitely, but from oh, what I know, you don't know. Oh. I don't know. I mean, um, I don't judge, you know. Yeah. Some people We live in are. San Francisco. At least I do. It's <laughs> true. I do. I shouldn't reveal that. <laughs> DC. Digital comics. Yeah. <laughs> and novels. Collected um, editions are going to be exclusively available on the... Exclusive. On the <laughs> Amazon Kindle Fire. <clears throat> yeah, so... Where's Norm I want to ask him, why did they call it fire? heating up. Because it's heating up. Like but, it's, 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 but it's going to be like in the winter. <laughs> anyway, uh, Comixology <laughs> app, uh, it does show up on the Amazon, in the Amazon store. So I think that you can access the uh, Comixology single issues mm-hmm. and purchase them on the Kindle Fire as well as. So, so basically you've got like these cool graphic novels like Why the Last Man and Watchmen. That are exclusive to Kindle Fire and Amazon. Collected editions. Collected editions. You could probably still buy some. Some of them. Singly. I know Watchmen's not available through Comixology. So some of these are new. Mm -hmm. Like they've never been digitized. So that's cool. What? I don't know. Like you like saying no. (laughs) That is a. That is that. So I I don't know how I feel about that. Um, Um, I'm pretty excited. I mean. Yeah, but you have a Kindle, so you're not going to buy a new one. Why not? This one's in color. <laughs> Listen, it's cheaper than an iPad. It's it's 199 yeah. bucks. But the iPad right? does so much more. Do, what do I really need an iPad for that I can't do Angry on my phone? Birds. Uh, work <laughs> on, Angry birds. Work work on comicvine.com. Um, I can actually work on comicvine.com on my phone. You can write articles in there. I've uh, you can actually write in the distillery on your iPad. I don't know, maybe. You've never tried. See, I, I, I d- we see, shouldn't talk I, about distillery. See, I don't know what we're talking about. See, <laughs> I've see, I've I've literally tried, uh, or as Rob Lowe would say, I've literally tried <laughs> to uh, type like on my phone, like mm-hmm. an article, and I wasn't able to do it because you like the cursor doesn't show up in the text box. I However, get problems with Chrome. You can you can show up like you can uh, type out like a, a title and like the subtitle mm-hmm. and stuff yeah yeah i access the distillery all the time on my phone the best. Uh, i do too but you're talking about your ipad no i don't have an ipad oh i thought you did heck no i, I don't have so i don't like i don't think you can like the way that our system is set up i don't think you can actually like edit in there you just need a secret code Ooh. which i don't have <laughs> we're we're lifting the hood way too much on whiskey media <laughs> but uh I don't, I don't know i mean uh, I bought my wife a Kindle over the summer. I don't, I mean. Does she not like it or something? She, she's, uh, I want the physical books. And, and she's she's giving it a try. But she prefers actual books. What I really like about the Kindle is that you can read, right, and surf the web and do whatever you want to do. That's what I need when I'm trying to read is more distractions. More distractions, <laughs> yeah. You need to be able to buy the books now. Right. I want them right now. <laughs> Um, I, I like that you can go to the park and it can be a super bright, sunny day and you can read on your Kindle, something you can't do on your iPad. 
sometimes I can't even see my damn phone, which is why stupid phone broke because <laughs> I, I was, was say, trying to look at it. That's not why you can't see your phone. Listen, I can't. No. Hence why don't I don't get me started Kindle. on my phone. Because if is I the drop third a phone that I've broken <laughs> in what? How long? A year? A year. I drop a book a and year it keeps and working. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Amazon Kindle Fire. I, I don't know much about it. I. It I, sounds really cool. I'm really excited. And you can get magazine subscriptions on the Kindle and read, and it's so cool. And like if you're in college, you can buy textbooks on it. You know, that is cool. But can't you do that on an iPad also? Uh, Whatever. Like, either way, it's cool. Like, that I don't, is going to save people. I don't, I don't know. Tons. I don't know if you can because. I think you like, do magazines on an iPad. Some, okay. Some. But like everything that's on Amazon to read, you can buy. Yeah. That's so cool. It's going to happen eventually. I just, I, I, I read too much to not take advantage of this, but. <laughs> Justice League. Doom. Doom. Is, is the next, uh, after Batman Year One, right, the next finally. DC animated original movie. Finally, the movie. Justice League Do- uh, Doctor Doom crossover we've all been waiting for. Oh, so yes. This, um, it's going to have Kevin Conroy as Batman. Yes. On board. Have Tim Daly as Superman. Yes. On board. Even more. have Nathan I Fillion. Love wings. Nathan Fillion as, as Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Again. Yes. That is three for three. That's um, a hat trick. And then Michael Rosenbaum is going to be The Flash. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Even better. And then there's some other people. Um, cool. So <laughs> Some other people. I love All them. All right. I'm so excited. <laughs> so loud. Um, I was so excited. The, just the script is by Dwayne McDuffie. It's like the last, oh, one, the last one he Oh, no on. way. Really? I just got a little like yeah. emotional. Yeah. A little choked up. And it's it's loosely based on Mark Wade's Tower of Babel storyline, which Ooh. was uh, Justice League of Mar- JLA yeah. 43 to 46. That was a good I hope they do un. like a nice little thing in the beginning of, of the film. You know, like, you know, this is his last film or something. Oh, yeah. The, that would be the, cool. The loving memory of... Yeah. Um, trailer's going to be uh, premiered at New York Comic Con. Cool. Damn it. I don't want to talk about it. We're not going. East Coasters. Um, East Coast Elite. Yeah, and, and the movie will be out early 2012. Uh, Batman Year One is supposed to be out uh, in a couple weeks, I think, sometime. Um, uh, Superman, Man of Steel. He's going to have a new mom. So originally uh, it was supposed to be Julia Ormond. She's no longer in going to be Lara. Oh, okay, that mom. That mom. I thought yeah. you meant Martha Kent. No, I was no, like, no, they already no, started his principal shooting? <laughs> yeah, so she, they, they, I don't think they've said why she's not in it. Um, but his mom is now going to be played by Ailet Zur. <laughs> Who is also from the planet Krypton. I was going to say, that's... That's not nice, Sarah. Why is it nice? She was was in... You know she's a listener, Sarah. She was in Munich with Eric Bana. Oh, okay. That was a sweet movie. She played an alien. And she was also with um, Tom Hanks in Angels and Demons. See? Uh, That's less of a good movie. But I guess the question is, how big of a role, um, how much Krypton are we going to see? I don't know. For Russell Crowe to sign up for, like, a bit part, that seems weird, doesn't it? Brando did. Yes, are you Sarah? telling me that That's... Russell Crowe is bi- a bigger actor than Marlon Brando? I mean, certainly me, not are physically. You, but... Are you really comparing? <laughs> well, are you really comparing him to Marlon you are, Brando? You are the one comparing him to Marlon Brando. Yes, Sarah. <laughs> go, go away. I've got nowhere else to go. Go away, all of you. You can edit this then. Fine, I will. Oops, delete. Ha ha ha! Last Sunday, no podcast was Aquaman's birthday. 
and this Sunday is not and Aquaman's birthday. Last Sunday was also Green Arrow's birthday. They both appeared in the, the same issue 70 years ago. Jeez. And way to Gosh, go. we're getting so old. Birthday cake. And DC made no mention no, of it. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> oh. <The> jerks. <laughs> um, but there's a site, uh, Aquaman Shrine. Oh, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, yeah they're so cute. They, they, they're, they like comic binding. So they had a celebration. <laughs> they had a bunch of creators basically give, you know, like what did, what did they think about Aquaman, you know, where he's at now. And so You can't say celebration. You can't say the word celebration to me without me thinking about Dave Chappelle. Listen to that silence as we're like, what? <laughs> Why? Okay. Do you remember when <laughs> Tony's like stepping back? This is so irrelevant. All right, so uh, not to cut off Aquaman Shrine or anything. I love Aquaman, but I also love Dave Chappelle. But every time I hear the word celebration, I think of his rendition of Prince. Oh, okay. Where he all of a sudden goes, it's a celebration. I don't remember that part from that. that like, you I, don't? You don't remember? I remember him offering them pancakes. Um Oh, is it Prince? No. Oh, flunkies. it's not Prince. It's, um... Sarah. What's his name? I don't know. No, you don't remember? I don't. I, Rick no. James? Yeah. Okay. It's a celebration. Oh. Uh, you remember? I think I do now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this might be our most tangible I didn't podcast wa- I didn't. Yet. I didn't want to say the explicit word that followed that. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's, he, he's talk- So people are concerned about the Wolverine. So they they have a, they have a new <laughs> director. Well they the Wolverine. They have the new director James Mangold. <laughs> and why is this pointing to you? I don't know. There's something about the name Mangold. <laughs> so uh, he's rewriting the scripts. So people are like, "Oh, what's that mean? Did the script sucked?" And it blah blah blah. He's making like it that. his own. Yeah. So he's just like Hugh Jackman's like they do this all the time because you know yeah. directors, you know, this is what they're going to do, and then it's like. That's not my movie. That's not how I would do it. So, just because they bring in another writer doesn't mean anything. Also, like there are so many writers who touch up and punch up screenplays that you don't even get listed. Like it's it's just crazy how many people go into writing a movie. You know, I also, always... also, sorry, Tony, you were going to say something. Okay, no. Go ahead. All right. So, also, some some like scripts are being written while they're being filmed, like The Avengers right. or Iron Man or the other Iron Man movie. All right. Who's That's the guy that um, wrote Iron Man? Who? Uh, I know John Favreau wrote some of yeah, it. it was, he, the, there's the same guy who did Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. So I talked to him on the phone. That's a good movie. And and that's funny. And you know, so he had to struggle. I mean, you you're literally they're they're writing as the shooting's going on because if Robert Downey Jr. changes something, then it's like, well, you gotta. <laughs> you know, change that later, and right. so it's like that would suck if you have to like sit there and constantly like, oh, we got to change this line now. Or just... So, um, yeah, so he's he's talking about the Wolverine. I have no idea when that's. I think they said next year they're going to start shooting. Now it's like it was pushed back a little bit. Or... Yeah, it was pushed to two twelve. And um, two twelve. God, that's two thousand twelve. Um, they're going to go back in time and shoot in actual feudal Japan. Oh, Corey. <laughs> Corey. Two twelve. I don't know. Corey, oh, I'm being a real jerk. Tonight. You know what you you know what I meant. Hugh Jackman also said that he would be in a first class sequel if they came up with a good idea. What did they ask him? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> he he, he presumptuous. Um, he he talks about, about somewhere I forgot where. Um, he he's talking about 
his line in the first X-Men first oh, class. Oh, that's right. And how they, he actually changed it the second way. I mean, it was essentially the same, but the wording was a little differently. And then they're like, that's the one. Because, yeah. That's the daddy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the ticket. Dark Knight Rises. Spoiler, maybe. Oh, no. Cillian Murphy <gasps> might be in it. Cameo. Yes. Gasp. So, okay, more Scarecrow. That's a nice face I made. That was after me? No, it's not. Uh, Frank Miller's. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Welcome. Frank, Frank. You're welcome. Is this room poorly ventilated? Why are we all giggling? <laughs> yeah. It's just a hatred. Just, uh, it's, I thought it was affection. But not. But you're just. Bring up Frank Miller. I'm though, just bringing out the truth, Sarah. To... You're just being negative again. Yeah, br- no, it's, it's not negative. It's, it's reality. Tell me about Frank Miller and what well, he's decided to. Frank Miller's Holy Terror oh, God. is out. Um, uh, and, you know, p- I did not pick it up because it's Corey, hardcover. I was Corey like, has a love hate relationship with Frank Miller. I do. Anyone who, any writer whose last name is Miller, it's, it's a strange. Have, yeah, love hate. Strange so, so you didn't pick it up, Tony. I did not pick it up. Uh, other people have have been Raven. talking about it. It's good. Um, so the Hollywood Reporter actually, Turn out I guess, ga- gathered a lot of out of this. So here's what what they they said that other people said. So it's like secondhand. So CBR said that it doesn't feel unique and independent of a Batman. So originally, this was supposed to be Batman um, hunting was, down Osama bin Laden. Yeah, it was, it was basically you know the response to a terrorist attack. <laughs> it was supposed to be Batman also like that. Then. I guess DC's like, eh, no. <laughs> I guess DC's like, eh, that's one of the worst ideas we've ever so, heard. So, you know, he still had the story, so he still did it, but apparently he didn't really change the characters that much to make them feel different. So it still feels, it, the character's called the Fixer now, and then the, the Catwoman character, I guess, doesn't even have, isn't even mentioned and, you know, doesn't have a name in there. So, um, yes, CBR said it, it doesn't feel unique and independent, so it's just like a Batman clone. Um, they also said it was surprisingly thin. You said people were having surprisingly positive reactions. I did not say oh, okay. positive. No, I, I did. Um, Newsarama, I guess, gave it a three out of ten. I didn't Ouch! Know, I didn't know they had a ten point scale. They do have a ten point okay, scale. Cool. I guess they gave it a three out of ten. Which I feel doesn't make sense, but that's and a different issue. They said it doesn't explore the differences between Muslims and terrorists, and is Should a quote mean and ugly book. Uh, this, this, I'm not uh, going to say anything. This we... coming from the man who gave us All Star Batman and Robin. Yeah, ain't it cool news? And the Dark Knight Strikes Again said, "Quote sloppy, arrogant work by an arrogant bastard." Wow, <laughs> ain't it cool news? And that's from Ain't It Cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who from Ain't It Cool. I mean, I don't know if it was Harry or someone else. Who? Who? What? Why would you say that about poor Frank? <laughs> I don't know. Sarah, I'm, I'm sensing some facetiousness coming no, from your side truly. of the table. I know you want to read this, right, Sarah? Totally unnecessary to make a personal attack like that against a creator. Did you want to read this? <laughs> well, I'll actually agree with you on that one. <laughs> I will read it. I just don't think it's necessary to say, well, he is blah, 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 like this and this and this. No, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on that, actually. Like, if you're going to attack a bad book, attack the writing, not the attack writer. Attack the book? Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, true. I I don't really have that much of an interest in reading it. I don't either. Rory hmm. did. Really? Well, yeah. Rory's not here. Was that like as a novelty, or did he? Was he actually? No, he he asked. It? He asked. Uh, he asked us if uh, we had gotten it. You were in the bathroom. Uh, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I know. Um, there's a new teaser for Walking Dead Two. Yeah, I saw that's, that. That's coming up soon. On comicvine.com. A couple, couple weeks. 
Um, I think it may even be this week because doesn't the thing say no, every it, Sunday? That's what I said, but it's not. I, I oh, thought okay. it was like the 18th. I don't know if the 18th is a Sunday or not, but I would think they're. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't think it's, it's, it's Sunday. Isn't that the week that Arkham City comes out? The 18th. That is the 18th Sunday. It is. That's why I have the 18th in my head. Yeah. Um, so apparently, I think it was Newsarama that, that posted. There's no confirmation that. Superman comic that we talked about earlier, the creative team is changing with issue seven. So George Perez and Jesus Marino will no longer be on the book. Okay. Interesting. Um, but what you, we don't know why, and it could just be that that's all they signed up for. Like, right. you know, it's, it's like one arc. Perez is like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I doubt this is not like one issue is like, okay, you're out. So, I mean, no reason to speculate when we don't know the facts, <laughs> um, which like, some people do, I guess. Um, <laughs> Keith, Keith Giffen will be writing who is also writing um, Green Arrow, with J.T. Curls no longer on that. And Dan Jurgens is going to be doing the art, which I thought he was on something else. He was, I think. He's, uh, is he doing OMAC? No. That, no. no. That, that's Didio, I thought. Yeah. yeah. That Didio's, no, I think Dan Jurgens was drawing oh. OMAC. I could be wrong. I don't remember. So I don't know. So Why do I feel like I know that name? I know J- Dan Jurgens. Did he do the Annihilation book? No. Um, Dan Jurgens did Booster Gold. He did. He's a lot of Superman. Yeah, stuff. okay. Like That's, all, like, I saw him all over the '52 era DC. Yeah, and the death of Superman period in Superman. Oh wow! All back, right, back then. So there's that, and um, the last thing, which isn't really news, comic related. It's Stephen <laughs> King. With Stephen King, there's you know Dark there, Tower the, and Gunslinger. The Stand. <laughs> yeah, The Stand. Uh, so <laughs> they're doing a sequel to The Shining, or he's writing a sequel what? to The Shining. I, s- I saw that, actually. And at first, I was like, this is a joke, but he's doing a sequel to The Shining. Why not The Mist? That's such a um, better So, so here, here's what, it's, it's going to be called Dr. Sleep. Doesn't Warren Ellis have a book called Dr. Sleep? I don't. So here's what it's about. It's um, basically what happened to Danny Torrance, the little, little boy. But Torrance. Right, yeah, Torrance. Yeah. The little, little. Um, so basically, he's going to be 40 now. He's living in upstate New York. He works at a hospice for the terminally ill, terminally mm-hmm. ill. And he basically helps the patients pass to the other side using his shine. psychic, his shining power. It's actually called The Shine in the book. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's, yeah. I really the, like the, the Shining. The, the I shining, really like that the, novel. The book, yeah, the this book is is, is amazing. It's actually um, one of King's better endings. I think I saw that movie when I was like seven. That's pretty young to see that movie. Yeah, I was either very, in first grade or third movie. grade. Yeah, so. I remember I once chased my wife around the house after we saw that because it really freaked her out. Those those I'm twin girls. <laughs> was it room two thirty seven or something like that? Yeah, don't go in that room, Danny. Uh-huh. Don't open the door. I actually thought it was weird because the book of The Shining is paced very differently from the movie. I mean, a lot of the parts of the what movie are I, very different. What I loved in the book was uh, the hedge animals. Yeah. Oh, that the was that was creepy. Cool. Yeah. But, like, everything sort of came out, like, halfway through the book. Like, the parents knew about the ghosts. They knew that their kid was psychic, and they still stayed in the house, which was a little odd. But <laughs> Have you ever seen The Shining, sir? Yes. Have Would you... you I have not read the book. Read the, it's a good book. Read the book. Very suspenseful. Uh, the movie was scary enough. No, read the book. The book's so much better. You know what? <laughs> I'll fine. give you a dollar if you read the book. Listen. <laughs> I'm broke, but I'm not that broke, Tony. <laughs> Get on your Kindle. All right. I have the book. I, I can't let you borrow it. <laughs> um, and on that note, I think it's time for me to go. Yes. Uh, okay, we'll continue, sir. No. Yeah, that's it. 
That's it. No more. <laughs> That's it. No more. All right. If you guys haven't noticed, we do have some subscriber content on the site. Yeah. Um, we have some Premium. some video stuff so far, which is pretty cool. Um, so if you VIP. if you uh, <laughs> if you are a subscriber, you can watch Tony acting a little silly. <laughs> Wacky fun. Times. That's all I'll say. I, I I didn't. I did a video yesterday. It's. Sillier? No, I, I I don't think it's silly. I think it's, it might be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm definitely like looking the forward to that. That was serious business. <laughs> the uh, stupid ones are always the best, though, aren't they? I no. Know. I mean, well, the, the the Hulk on a horse made me. I was just laughing while I was laughing while I was editing it in the office, and people were like, "You guys are kind of looking at me." And I don't know what this next one. Well, we didn't know what you were looking at. No, looking at you know, so that's why we weren't laughing with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so next week probably I don't know when yeah so sometime next week we'll have another subscriber video so. subscribe if you love us yeah if you don't you know then that's fine then we just have to assume that you hate us yeah right that's, I, there's no other assumption to make exactly <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening and I guess that's it for the Comic Vine podcast and you can hear us next Friday around the same time yes alright sorry <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye guys later